Travesty having me, then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Keep your battery charged, you know it won't stick, yo. And it's not his fault, you kick slow. Should've let your trick hold, chick hold your sick glow. Plus, nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know, I know that's a bunch of snow. The beat is so butter, peep the slow cutter as he uttered a calm flow. Don't talk about my mom, yo. Sometimes he rhyme quick, sometimes he rhyme slow, or vice versa. Whip up a slice of nice verse pie, hit it on the first try, villain. The worst guy spot hot tracks like spot a pair of fat asses. Shots of the scotch from out the square shot glasses. And he won't stop till he got the masses. Show what they know not through flows of hot All right, we are lighting it up, getting ready to roll down the road here for one more episode. The first episode of 2021 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, episode 59. We've got a little bit of an addition to the normal oak table. Ted has been in town. We're about to bid him adieu. He's headed back to the Great White North, so we we're lucky enough to have him in town for the first rousing episode of 2021. Ted, welcome back. Getting rowdy. What's up? Get up to that microphone, my man. Um, Treat it like a hockey I'm not hearing you much. Face. Oh, well, there we go. No, there we go. Here's the real question. We were talking about what you might be going home to in the Great White North. Oh, it's white. What did you, did you leave and it was like kind of mildish and you came to Florida like before you left? Was it waist deep yet? No, not yet. Not it was yet. Like, so you're thinking maybe when you go back, it won't be so bad. Well, you know, luckily I pay somebody to plow my driveway. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you been getting snow while you're down here? Yeah, yeah. It's been snowing quite a bit, both uh, in the gas bay and back home. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I would expect it would be in the <laughs> gas bay. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, it's been uh, coming down pretty consistently. We're getting that mild winter weather that uh, the Almanac predicted. Um, so when when is your, what would you say is your snowiest month? in the climate there and we'll split it in two because i know that you you have the second home in gas bay now um but like just around town around the res at the local like where you spend most of your time there montreal what uh march March. probably march okay march late late season yeah late season they're really just trying to grind you just grind you down spring is starting to come and you know it's starting to get a little bit Wet, right? And uh, yeah, it's still pretty cold out, so right. like big heavy snows come down, and you get those one meter dumps. One, oh man, meter. like one a meter. that's like right. over three feet, right? Yeah, I've seen one of those in a truck stop before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not hearing Ben. No, uh, Ben's Ben's on a roll fine. lately. Right. Ben's afflicted. Yeah, the my favorite band, right. Um, <laughs> so we, we've had some comments this, is anybody here anymore? Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm watching. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Mark, you got to fix it on your end. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Uh, technical. Technical. So, loosen up. Call it technical. Oh, so we don't have any color on yours. The. Negative. Yeah. I think it's something. This is what we do. This is how we do it. If you just. No, he switched it back on. Nice. I'm still not hearing you. Not, no. Yeah, we're not hearing you right now. Mar- we're in and out. It's Mark's fault. He wasn't even near it when <laughs> I know. your hand, as soon as your hand came up, it was like off. Claw. There oh, we are. See? We are. Uh, Everybody bird noises, stay, motherfucker. Stay, stay, hey, now. Still, still, right. still. Everybody stay still. I'm not touching no, no. nothing. Sorry. Hands so, on my back like Peter Pan, baby. I was thinking today, uh, driving, we should have like a soundboard. So when something zany like that happens, we do like a spring sound. or like, or you know, really, really turn up the like authenticity of like what happens at yeah. a normal table on a normal night. <laughs> Real slapstick humor. <laughs> yeah. It'd be pretty untactful of us, though. Yeah. Mm. Authentically. Inauthentic. Yeah. I mean, it, far from the elite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd like to also celebrate the birth uh, 2021 of the elite ambassador. The new... The new face on the same old pig. It right. is. It's it's right. elite ambassadors. Right. Now. right. Yeah. So if you, there were too many influencers, too many ambassadors, the well, too many. So there was shit brands. The original pro staffer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that morphed into, amb- like a brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Brand, brand ambassador. ambassador. Mm-hmm. And then it became, um, influencer. And then I, I recall somewhere along there was professional brand ambassador. You oh, weren't just a brand ambassador. Yeah. You're a professional brand ambassador. Right. And now the latest that we discovered, elite. elite. Leveled up. Like, we're going to run out of, like. Yeah. That's I, a- I mean, I can't wait for the next one. Every okay, and so every time this has got to be like running on empty now. Every time (laughs) that I I see those, the nomenclature of um, you know, and all it is is it's like an anointment by a marketing professional, Mm -hmm. you know, of this person is this, uh, in hopes that by having that title, that everybody's gonna be like, well, fuck, then I need what that guy has. you know, growing up on Dr. Zeus, the plain belly and star belly sneeches. Do you, you guys remember? Mm-mm. I remember the. So I'm more of a so redfish, bluefish kind of guy. Okay, well, so there's a a book, and of course, they, they you know how they did the uh, cartoon uh, series that you could watch on TV mm-hmm. of Dr. Zeus, and it's about the sneeches, and there's. To these sneeches, sneeches get sneeches. The sneeches live on this island. Words out of my mouth. And there's there's two. So my parents are sneeches. There's two different uh-huh. clans of sneeches. There's plain belly sneeches, and there's star belly sneeches. Ooh. And this guy comes to town with a machine, and he goes to the um, the plain belly sneeches because. The star belly sneeches have always told the plain belly sneeches that they're less of a sneech 
than the Starbelly Sneech. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy comes in, and for a low, low fee, he starts printing stars on the starless belly sneeches, and all of a sudden everybody's having difficulty telling each other apart. And as soon as some of the you know, first stars go on, they go through the machine, it takes theirs off. And it's like the show becomes like this complete fucking mayhem of mm-hmm. everybody running through the machine, getting stars on, stars off. And ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Zeus is just trying to teach everybody, look, doesn't give a yeah, you know, the fucking star has nothing to do with what kind of sneech you right. are. Mm-hmm. But every time I see all those mm-hmm. ambassador blah blah blah, that's what comes the, to mind. They had the star taken off or put back on. Right, that's Either it. Either one. Yeah, it's just a label. Just shine your own star. All right, you just, know, or just be uh, you. You do you. Still on a blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can't fake. I'd that. love for you to get Can't one. Just buy that. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm still on mm-hmm. I, my things. I went. Um, I actually fished last year, and I caught a fish. Last year? Yeah. Oh, that's right. 2020 yeah. closed out mm-hmm. the year strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had a whirlwind, like Christmas, New Year's week. The uh, Ryan Morin, Southern Bass Angler on Instagram, hit me up and was like, hey, man, I got to drop my boat off at uh, Manufacturer X for some warranty work. Can you, like, you got a day to fish. So I think we fished, was, I think it was Friday or Saturday. It was Saturday. So Friday night, we met up at Helen Blazes. He got an Airbnb in downtown Melbourne. They had, um, we had a couple really good beers and some brisket grilled cheese. Just freaking fire. Um, kind of made a game plan, and then he met me at the boat ramp. Uh, and we shot across, and it was like, it was like the first week we were really starting to get really clear water but the water hadn't dropped yet right so we were pulling this flat across from my parents and like foot and a half deep water crystal clear 60 feet all the way up to the shoreline grass mats fish happy everywhere i think we saw five or six reds and got shots on all of them and they were super spooky because it was super clear um he didn't make it he fed one and it spit the hook or something um, but he was super excited about it because he's up from Savannah where they don't have like sight fishing is you have six inches of visibility. He said it's awful. Right. So for him to like see something on the bottom crawling, then we ran at a point and there was a bunch of bonnet heads on the flat and he's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I was like, dude, throw it that. He's like, no, no way. And he wouldn't throw out the bonnet head. Shark week. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, you only have to touch it. If you hook it, I'll get rid of it. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. And he, then it like got too close to take a shot, but it was neat. I forget they don't have snook up there, and we rounded a corner, and it was like there's like a mud hole that because it was like that first big cold snap uh, right after Christmas, and so they were all laid up sunning, and there were like the thirty to forty inch snook. Just there's probably thirty of them stacked up. And he's like, oh my god, oh my god, and he's like shaking. You can hear his bones rattling on the front of this gif. And I was like, he's like, what do we throw? I was like, well, you've got 12-pound tippet on, so not that. So we pulled out to the middle, tied on a uh, Woody gave me. He's like, this is special Blaine chocolate tied this game changer himself. I watched him. So it's own little fly box by itself, like a little matchbook that you like. No, I threw it in there like <laughs> like a peasant with the rest of my chitty flies. This fly actually is cool. It's actually got two big hackles on the sides. So it looks like pectoral fins. So we tied that on there, 
and they were laid up. I was like, dude, here's the deal. They're either going to eat or they're not. Hit them right in the face. Don't try to, like, step it in. And they were not in eating mode. But I was like, dude, I'm like, we got to catch one. He's like, dude, I just, I'm just excited to see this. Like, see them this big. See the individual scales. Um, I think we got skunked that, that little outing. Uh-huh. Um, but he had a good time. Sunset go. was nice. Sunset, no. <laughs> Sunset was fantastic. We're going to circle back to that. Um, so we had a good time. I've got a, a date to go up to Savannah at some point. Um, I got the invite. So I dropped him back off so he could go back and pick up his boat. And then I shot over to my parents' house and was just having a cup of coffee. And Dad's like, hey, man, you want to let's go take your boat out? And he grabs a spinning pole. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll push Dad around and we'll go have a good time. I'm in guide mode. We got there. He's like, why don't, why don't you let me push the boat and you get on the front? I was like, okay. So we're pulling and we get to this cut and all of a sudden this red comes popping out of the trees and I see it come down the shore. He's like, comes down the shoreline and then he comes like dips into the grass and comes straight out. Well, I measured my line a little bit late and by the time I dropped it, I hit it right on the head. This, and I was like, damn it, I just spooked this fish and he spun right around and before I was like, oh, I'll take it so he sees it. And when I ticked it, he had already eaten the fly mm-hmm. and set the hook. Well, he takes off, and there's, like, mangroves on this side, on the right side, and then on the left, there's this huge dead tree. And I'm like, Dad. And so this is only the second time my dad's ever pulled my skiff, um, which if you've pulled a skiff, you know, it usually is a little iffy. I'm like, dude, you've got to pull me out of here because he cannot get in that tree. It's covered in barnacles. And he's, like, taking his, like, time trying to figure out how to back pull and sure as shit the redfish gets in the trees and i'm like oh fuck this is the first fish i've caught a year it's like december 19th <laughs> how about like whatever it's just a fish and i'm like can feel it like the line rubbing across barnacles and dad's like going going on all of a sudden the fish just spins back out so we get in deep water i'm like good job dad good job He's like, okay, what, what do you need me to do? You're like, like just, don't mess this up for me, I'm like, Dad. Don't ruin this. I've <laughs> don't ruin this shot Dad. this year. And if you're the one who, damn it, I didn't even touch it. There no, we go. we're good. We're back. No table touches. Mm-hmm. So we're doing this, and he, um, so he keeps me in deeper water, and I can like, as the fish is swimming by the boat, I can see the leaders like starting to unfurl, it's got, yeah. like the big tails coming on the side. I was like, how much line is left? <laughs> so I finally land this fish and. It was, it was probably went from a 15-pound leader to about a six. And it was super cool because it was, like, the first time my dad's really pulled a boat. Like, it was the second time, but, like, for a decent amount of time. Did everything pretty well. And to, like, catch the fish, like, all year I've been kind of, like... Because the first half of the year, or two-thirds of it, I just was working like a madman. I barely got on the water. Got reacquainted with it. Like, to the point, like, when I went with Larry, I had to, like get some tips on how to pull a boat again because I was like my the skill was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like getting pushed around a little more. It's much. not like riding a bike, but No, way. it's a little bit I know how to ride a bike. So, I got the red of the year finally and then and it was just it was really special to get to do that with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um cuz he was as excited or more excited than I was. And then I think a couple days later, I think it was Wednesday, I fished with Zach from Holy City Trim Shop. He only had like an hour and a half. And we fished the same spot, but the water had dropped. So the one shoreline that had been really good was like nothing was on it. And we had to run out to a little bit deeper cut. And then by the time we got there, he's like, I've only got like 20 minutes, man. And I was like, damn it. 
So, but he got a couple. He think he got like four shots, but they were all like we were pulling this way, and they were all in front of us. So it was like the angles weren't. Oh, uh, the old over the shoulder shot. Yeah, and it was like I kept. They were moving so fast, you couldn't even really be like, "Hey, man, let me try to get you like parallel, so you can get kind of a side pull on them." Um, but he had a blast. That was a lot of fun. We we laughed a lot and just talk Charleston fishing culture and Florida culture. He wants to move to Mims like really bad. To Mims. It's mm-hmm. like his bucket list destination. Wow. Um mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, Maybe like f- m- <laughs> like you don't mean Merritt Island, you mean Mims. He's like, yeah, Flim, I want to move. I mean to Mims. Flip lives there, so it's gotta be good. Yeah, but cool. He's not that into the flip scene. Like he, I mean, I, I know he. Well, knows Flip's who he not is. really into the saltwater scene here. Yeah. No, right. he's in the freshwater. Yeah, but so what? What is his take on the Charleston scene versus <laughs> the the Mim scene? The Mims slash North IRL slash well, I think Mosquito Lagoon guess, scene. One of them's got too many people, and it ain't Mims, right? Um, they do have a sticker though. Mim's life, right? Do they? Mm-hmm. That's funny. The um, no, he's just so he lived down here. That for makes a while. two stickers they have. The other one is "Mom is my sister." <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Uncle Dad. <laughs> the um, that's funny. The uh, so he lived in Kentucky for a while. So he's kind of lived in rural areas. His wife really hasn't. So, according to him. His wife's pretty close to being on board with the idea. I was like, well, how did, like, what did she say? He goes, oh, no, no, it's because she didn't say no this time. He's like, every time it's been, no, we are not moving to Mims. And now it's like, eh. There's so many better rural places to move than Mims. (laughs) I agree. Um, They have a uh, gas station and everything. And a there, so there is and McDonald's. Right. Oh, yeah. They they actually have. um, Tractor Supply. Ooh, there you go. And across from Tractor Supply, they've got the uh, the other um, the perfor- hardware store with the... Uh, with the, with uh, the guns. Yeah, yep. with a gun shop and a bow shop at one end. And is there a per- performing arts center anywhere? Or? No. No, but there's no. the performing store. arts is <laughs> what happens. There's a store next yeah. to the Ace. Okay, that's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mims really died for me when Lewis Barbecue shut down. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. I never went there, but I'm sounding Oh, like Lewis mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. was great. Unbelievably um, good. Yeah. So, so that's is, where is, he it getting, is it getting too busy up there? Like It's just it's just Charleston. Everyone's on top of each other. Um So, yeah, the uh another trend I've noticed lately is so well, it's a trend that I've gotten there. Am I back? You're good. All right. Yeah, Mine fine. keeps going in and out. We'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just smack me. Dump me. Whatever. Um, don't make this weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, It started with an elite ambassador, I'm assuming, buying a, like, hot-to-market small skiff, um, bought it the week of said cold snap, Okay. And then the first couple videos, you know, appropriately dressed for a cold day on the water. Next photo, extra tough boots, bikini. Oh. Oh, yeah. Motor trimmed down, talking about how shallow the boat can pull. I, you never wanted to be like, D- you only knew how shallow that boat could get. Oh, no, that's you my can, girl. 
Mm-hmm. Well, right. So <laughs> through like saying uh, in the group text, hey, I found this photo. This is hilarious. And having to go find it and like looking up said individual on Instagram, my Instagram feed and the suggested page oh, so oh, now is now a little bit yeah. of the tits and ass category. Uh-huh. Well, you tits know, death. Which is the, the <laughs> funny thing is when you shared that, I was like, thank you, algorithm. I, was, I, I, of course, saw who the individual was. So I was like, okay, let me go look. And I immediately came back to the group chat and I was like, is this fans only what I really think this fans? Yeah, right, and right, you right. all were all like, yeah. And I'm like, is that like you can sign? Like, cause I'm, I'm the old guy that like, I've never been to fans only, but it's like, right. you can go and like this. It's private porn. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, right. And yeah. I'm looking at it going, who would pay for that? No, I, I would. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make it a double. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that uh, somebody used to talk VPN. about how like Snapchat mm-hmm. used to have like a mm. premium Snapchat you could pay right. for. Oh, I didn't know. That. So the, it, yeah. the funniest part and of they, that they still do though, don't they? The, dude, I don't know. The funniest part about that is it, it caught on a lot. Yeah, there were like a ton of like chicks that would do the premium Snapchat thing, and for whatever reason, the, the IRS was like, mm-hmm. "Wait, what is this?" Right, and just cleaned house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it was like all these chicks like yeah. selling. Nobody's declaring anything. Right, right. <laughs> Only just fans is the same way. So they're like after like you got to get like a it's not a 1099 but yeah, you yeah. like fill out a tax you got to pay taxes on it. Yeah. Have you been followed um, by an individual yet? I've been followed by a lot of individuals, Mark. Only flies. So here's like why only you go on there and you sell your flies. Oh. Through there. I I'm probably not targeted by that because I don't tie very much anymore. It's like the homegrown nudies of fly time. Flies, yeah. yeah. So I thought I was pretty genius. I've had a lot of fly fishing meme accounts follow me lately, which is like, because like, I'll be honest, like some memes are funny, fly fishing memes and like an entire accounts dedicated to that. They do nothing for me. Mm -mm. Um, I'm not going to follow you back. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) You're not going to crowd my feed, but back to where I spun off course. The new thing, though, is, you know, when you're friends with somebody, it'll tell you who likes what. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Carl likes your I, post. I must not spend enough time on no. Instagram, Chris. No, if, yeah, I know what he's no, no, no. So, so like, you like something. Like, you know, it'll say, so said influencers, like, 57,000 people like this. But it'll be like, so-and-so and... X number of people like this. So, like, if you post a photo and Carl likes it, and I'm like scrolling through my screen, be like, say salt bum your photo, and be like, Carl Granger and 280 other people like this or whatever. See, I've noticed if I go and I'm like scrolling through my feed, it'll say caught up, and then it has a bunch of you might like the right right i never go past your caught up because i'm like no fuck you and your algorithm i don't if, agree if i it's want to find weird, something new like, memer like yeah um like picture of the day type accounts yeah. okay it's not like actual people okay that's usually so i see automotive ones and boat ones a mm-hmm. lot Same. to where it's just like 
they'll go and get a photo of the new big fancy boat. So this creeped me out really, like really creeped me out on Instagram. I got to the, the check mark comes up and says, you're caught up. And then it was like, you know, started serving me, you know, who I should follow. And like the third thing down, it said, tell us how you liked your uh, recent purchase from Yeti. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, number one. Bold move, Cotton. That mm-hmm. should be directed to my wife because I didn't purchase anything from Yeti. It was, you know, I'm sure she did, but wasn't me. Number two, what the fuck business is it? Right. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm purchasing. Don't mm-hmm. ask me that shit. Don't, that, uh, since that started, that whole cookies thing has really, yeah. or like whatever that is, you can right. go to one side. It used to be in like a, a banner or whatever on the side. Right. And it would be like, you just looked at, you know, whatever it was, and they'll show you the sale prices for it on completely other sites. That, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, with... A ton of like news articles and stuff lately. Like, yeah, but then the government's gonna want to know what I'm doing. Like, no, they don't. They they don't care what you're doing. Um, you're like a framer for Mims, right? Uh, the only people that care what you're doing is corporates. Yeah, that yeah. people yeah. that want to sell you stuff. Yeah, you know, it's the, it's the sales lead. It's the weirdest. It's getting weird. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and then you know, I told Shannon, I said, <laughs> you know, I think maybe. My initial shock and like it's none of your business. Maybe the the ultimate defeat of the Facebook and Instagram and the same company intrusion where they're selling your stuff to the point that now they're going to try to direct, you know, get you to review stuff. That, right. Because I didn't review it elsewhere. So they're going to ask me about it in my feed. We just start all saying, Okay. Brer rabbit time. Don't throw mm-hmm. me in the briar patch. Right. No, throw me right in there. And yeah. just start writing the shittiest reviews. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, mm, this isn't working out. We, this, should, right. we should get away from it'll this like model. X, it'll X you out. Right. At least you. Yeah. yeah at least they're like, yeah. don't ask that motherfucker yeah, yeah. about that. That's and and I may I may actually lo- have loved the product, but right. I'm going to tell Instagram, oh, yeah, yeah. this is a piece no, of I didn't shit. This was terrible. Check your information. Yeah. I don't have a Yeti. I do that a lot on Alibaba. Yeah. <laughs> but it's wish shit. Wish.com. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because I've got like this running little list at my house of which of these like tit and ass influencers, which of the people I follow that follow this podcast like. I thought you were going to say you had a ledger of how much you've spent on their. Uh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Fans only. Fans spent, only. Zero dollars spent there, mom. Um, zero dollars on premium Snapchat. Because Mark pays for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't. First off, you don't need to give away my secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that I'm a nice Ven, boy. The Venmo for the large pizza. Yeah, yeah exactly. Seventeen ninety nine, baby. Mm-hmm. Fletching. The same pizza um, every month. But really? there's like a trend of like middle aged dudes that are like definitely liking all these girls' photos. Like it's pretty that. comical. <laughs> it's just like. Just the perviness is like coming yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know who you are. You're sweating in your radio right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not you. You don't like him. I would have known. Oh, maybe but, there's. I don't know. I the. Uh, it's a really fun game. Just go click on there and just click like if you just click who likes it. If you're friends with any of them, it'll show like 
these five people like it. Oh no! Oh my God, Larry, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Dude, there there are certain individuals that we all know sitting around the table that I don't think I've ever seen a photo on Instagram. I'll just say Instagram that certain couple of individuals haven't already liked to have exactly. I'm like, and, yeah. and, and it's every, like, it's like, how in the world can they like every photo on Instagram? Cause I've never right. seen one photo they, that they haven't liked. They right. keep their notifications on. Yeah, but something. still, I, so whenever yeah. you four post something, it's just like, bing, 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 bing. So they mm-hmm. got a race to be that mm-hmm. first. Yeah. yeah. It's that person that writes first in the comments. First. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I wonder if there's social be media like a little starting bit, to like really yeah. slow down. Like you know, like right. I still like. I still enjoy. It's just harder to now. What's harder? It's yeah. harder to keep your feed what you like, want to see. Yeah, right? like just unobstructed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if the what's the next like kind of organic thing. I mean, I don't know. It's so I think turmoil like right a, now. TikToker, well, I don't think. I don't probably just I don't phone really calls. Know. What was it? Probably Parler? just like call. Oh, that got ixnade or whatever. Yeah. I never went over there, but the internet. So here's here's the thing that I wish that people would, you know, people would follow my fucking rules for once. Hey, you want to get a little political? You want to like share baby pictures? You want to share fucking gender reveals? You want to show me your fucking awful fucking engagement photos. Oh God. Facebook. That's where you do all that. Mm-hmm. I want to see fucking rad pictures of your adventures, your fish, yeah. your fucking exploring. Mm-hmm. That's Instagram. You want to get real nitty gritty and fucking like punch each other in the nose over some politics. Yeah. Hit Twitter. Don't confuse oh, yeah, the that's three. The gnarly one. Right. Yeah, Don't yeah, yeah, confuse yeah, yeah. the three. Uh huh. And then TikTok. I tried TikTok and TikTok is I think funny, but then it like got repetitive. It was like right. way too repetitive. It it's gets like cyclical where one person gets... does something that everybody thinks cool. Right. And then it's 10,000 of the same things of everybody trying to be cool. You got to like bounce through once a week and like hit the new trend as it goes by. Uh, but like as of late, at least my for you page. Oh, his, mine's TNA. Mine's not. Mine's <laughs> spread out. Because like. The oh, more Marx you is like, spread out too. <laughs> <laughs> walked into that. <laughs> um, like whatever you like, <laughs> it starts. <laughs> so I'm in like. Won't, 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 won't. I was on fly fishing TikTok for a while. That went away. Yeah, that's gone. I'm like Star Wars TikTok, um, Republican TikTok slash well conservative TikTok. I would say. Um, Such so as like being polite to each other. Yeah. Exactly. Carrying chairs and shit. <laughs> Carrying tons of chairs. What was that class called in? Tables. Etiquette right. class. Did y'all ever yeah. have to do etiquette class? Or is that Skipped like homeschool You mean thing? home Skipped economics? It. We had home. No. Home-ic. No. <laughs> yeah. There was straight up an etiquette class where no. it was like, like what? here's how you set a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how you yeah, address yeah. people, blah, blah, blah. This was like a homeschool group thing. Mm. Um, no. I remember that. Gay. Um, I did learn from it though. I still can't tell you how to set up table properly though. I don't know what side goes where. Nor do I quite frankly care. Who's gonna get pissed off that you put a fork? So on do you know who side? the superhuman mm-hmm. is? No. Oh yeah, he's great. 
All right. I remember Schoolhouse a, Rock, he's, though. He's a juggalo. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this your guy that jumps on microwaves? Yeah. yeah I know oh, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He's back. Nice. <laughs> TikTok kicked him off. And They've banned a lot of people. Yeah. It gets pretty funny. The Hodge twins are banned on TikTok. They have been for like months. Well, it's a Facebook? No. Oracle? Oracle bought it. Yeah. Which is the crazy part because they're supposed to be pretty free speech. Now, Ted... Do they have a Instagram.ca? <laughs> no, same. Or it, it's something comparable. You know what I'm saying? Is there something there? Instagram like, right? Like, is there something? Well, there, there are there like certain That's websites, saying, like right. so it's .com, .a, or yeah. like yeah. .ca yeah, and mean, stuff like the, that, right? All the all the platforms are basically are, ba- still are the, basically the same .com platforms. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what is it with April Vokies? Instagram, where it always says location based and not sharing. Based and not sharing. What the fuck does that mm-hmm. mean? I don't know. I just, I've, I've, I or is it maybe that's an Australian thing where they won't allow you to geotag? I don't know. Based, D- where she's based privacy. in is not sharing. Data privacy is different everywhere that you go, right? Uh, right. So, okay. I mean, it might be. Yeah. April, when you listen to this, can you just DM us if that's like a like if Not you if, chose that when, or if it just right. was forced upon you? We just we're, dot AU. Right. We're just I've looking wondered, out for your freedoms. Yeah, we want to know. Help us help you. <clears throat> so can you with the geotagging thing? Mm-hmm. Careful. Oh, so oh, okay. Oh. So this question would would apply. So if uh, we were on a VPN. And yes. looking at April's, and we said that we were, we chose a, a network through our VPN that routed us through Australia. Would we see where she is? No, it's location based. Like it, it, you have to opt into it or not, and okay. especially like you know, with for example, conferences and events and stuff like that, where there's a lot of networking that takes place, you get a lot of data privacy that goes around that because you have to profile people in order to match them. So people either opt in or not, but there are data privacy laws that are worldwide laws now that uh, basically govern how those kind of interactions So if I'm going to go scan people's credit cards in yeah. their back pocket, no, exactly. that's not the spot. Right. <laughs> Just keep doing it at the gas station. Yeah. Cool. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, I saw, and this is an old, 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 I don't know, 2020 or something on TV, um, where cell phones were making it into prisons, like smuggled in or whatever. Like through people's assholes? Yeah, yeah. Rat hold. Um, It's key stirring. Key stirring. Yeah. Uh, and they (laughs) set up like this trailer that could like block cell signal and they had to like bring these things like, cause it was new enough. It was like, you know, flip phones. It wasn't like, you know, iPhones or anything like this right. old enough to where it was just like calls and maybe texts or whatever. But they brought these like trailer size things with a big dish on top to all the prisons and it would like block signal for the prison. Oh, wow. I wonder. Yeah, we had that in the army. Did they? Mm-hmm. To where you couldn't. Electronic countermeasures. Yep. Yeah. Just basically jams those just frequencies. Just jams yeah. frequency. Mm. Jammers. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so if you go to, like, for example, um, the racetrack in Bristol. Mm-hmm. So if we all drove past the racetrack in Bristol tomorrow, none of us would have any problem whatsoever 
making a phone call, doing text, doing, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. data we wanted, we could all be streaming movies as we drove by tomorrow mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have a problem. But on back in the heyday of like the Bristol races, when the Bristol race had 185,000 people watching the race, mm-hmm. it would overwhelm the network. So there's too many people trying to use. The, so, just prior to the event, like cow pastures, you know, like all over the place, you'd see all these temporary trailers come in with cell towers, not even really tall cell towers because cell towers, they are like on a horizontal plane. Right, it's not like line of sight. Yeah, yeah. And, and so like because of the sheer volume of people that were there, they needed that much more network availability. Um, same thing in the reverse where you know you have a finite group of people should never have a problem getting cell service well they would come in that trailer you're talking yeah, about yeah. pretends to have 180,000 people oh, sure, using sure. that so that nobody can get mm-hmm. the service mm-hmm. um, Pablo Escobar um, when they were chasing oh, him Uncle Pablo the CIA slash um, Actually, the Army was involved, mm-hmm. U.S. Army. They had a um, couple of aircraft that were always flying, mm-hmm. and it was called the Dirt Box. Oh. <laughs> and it was a— If you don't know what that is, you can't afford it. It was a sensor <laughs> array on the, these aircraft that were always flying over um, Medellin and, and around mm-hmm. where they thought Pablo was. And it basically was a little bit more powerful— Signal than any of the ground-based um, antennas for the cell phone network that existed in Medellin. So if you pick up your phone call, it's going to connect to the most powerful signal first. Well, it was that aircraft. So that's how they intercepted all of, like, it Holy pretended shit. to yeah. be a cell tower. Yeah, dope. And that's how they would record him yeah. and uh, figure out what was going on until, of course, counter... They figured out they were being listened to. So mm-hmm. it's always Poor everybody Pablo. trying to get one step on the next guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wonder what happened to the hippos. Oh, still they're still there. Still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go. Do you have just Amazon a bit more Prime? hungry? Mm-hmm. What's that? Do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. Go to the Grand Tour. I believe it's season two. They go on the a. Colombian wildlife safari where they have this checkbox of all these animals they're trying to take photos of. One's a condor. Um, so they've got to go super high. They're mo- the whole time they're modifying these cars they've bought to go do this. One of them's in a Jeep, a Fiat Panda, and I forget what the third one is. But they've like rigged them out for safaris, and the last animal on the list is the hippo. And it's pretty cool. They go into Medellin, and they find them. Out to his cool. ranch. A modified safari in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's mm-hmm. awesome. No, I feel like that's when you get like lost in the back street. You don't want to be lost you don't in the back, be street. On the back street. Yeah, but they're British. It's fun. <laughs> so polite. They can get exactly. Out of they're they're like you and me, Ben. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Do you think that makes any difference? It does. The fact so, that they were British versus like other white people like us. Well, hear me out a little bit, if you'll indulge the court. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that same group of people went to Colombians love Mr. Bean. And so <laughs> <laughs> that same group of people went to Argentina and the Battle of the Falklands. Falkland Islands. Yeah. Yep. They got run out because of it. And whereas like the Americans with them, they totally let them stay because they knew they weren't British. They like r- like chased them, were throwing rocks, breaking their windows. Yeah, that was like 82, 83 yeah, uh-huh. back when the Falkland Islands thing yeah. happened. Yeah, I just found it on the table. What is it? Oh, a that's a little fly. 22. 22. <laughs> size is that in you? No, I mean, it is, but oh. it's not. Not enough. <laughs> nice. Nothing like nymphing in un- unintentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Ben mm-hmm. ended his uh, 2020 with the um, Soul Fish of the Year. Or the, the soul, soul redfish. redfish of the year. Soul redfish. Yeah. Um, I caught quite a few snook and tarpon this year. And Ted Ted started 2021 oh, with boom. his first solo, S- solo. redfish. Sick. Mm. Tell us about it, Ted. Well, took the family out on a nice little skiff ride one afternoon and uh, just kind of hung out a little bit like our son contribute to the brown tide and the mosquito lagoon and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. do, do his part for the environment, the local environment. <laughs> um, Snowbirds. St- yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you, you didn't know, r- they- you didn't rub somebody's name on the back of a manatee while you're out there, did you? Like, <laughs> Someone said they carved it into a manatee. I was like, please. You know, they sc- <laughs> Smeared more like it. Right. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, I just, uh, dropped the, uh, wife and kid off back, um, over at the slip and, uh, decided to kind of take a little skiff ride up, um, toward parking lot five uh-huh. and, uh, through the pole and troll and then you hot spot, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, right. whoa. Right. Don't and do then, that. And then just kind of made my way back and decided. Just I want- fucking say it. You went to Loggerhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to Loggerhead. Okay. And then Power Plant. Um, <laughs> then ended up in front of Whaler. Um, no, I, I decided to kind of turn into some creeks. I don't know actually exactly where because um, I didn't even pull my phone out to look where I was. And I started pulling creeks uh, just looking for fish. And um, I was by myself. And I remember you said. You know, if you're going to fish by yourself, it's easier to just kind of fucking pull the skiff backwards. Mm -hmm. And um, I had never really done that. So I said, you know what? Why not give it a shot and pull the fly pole out and put that like, you know, the sort of fighting butt on the casting platform Mm -hmm. and, you know, just let my rod tip sit in the bucket. And I was pulling around and just looking for fish. And then all of a sudden starting to see nervous water and pushes and wakes and just really slowly trying to make my way to those spots and um, ended up getting pretty close, maybe within 50 feet and um, tried to get as close as possible, waited out and just see if there were fish that were going to kind of stay on a flat. And sure enough, rings came up, looked like a fish was kind of rolling around in the mud and uh, just didn't know specifically if it was a mullet or a redfish or anything like that. But it was I, just fishy. It was just fishy. I picked up the fly rod and I had enough line drawn out and everything and, um, you know, one false cast and like straight out, missed the rings. Okay, give it a second, 
see where the fish is again, kind of pulled a little bit more toward, you know, where I thought the fish was moving to. Rings came up again, overcasted the rings. And I said, oh, fuck, you know, this fish is gone for sure. And I started stripping it in. And I had a pretty heavy fly on. So um, at one point, I thought I just hit bottom. And I was like, fuck. And I gave it a strip. And then, boom, just <laughs> fucking, <laughs> That's awesome. whoa. Whoops. Awesome. Yeah, that ring fucking, took off. Yeah, ripped out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, holy shit. Um, and uh, it was it was actually a really kind of like, oh, fuck, one of those, like, you're, you're kind of shaking moments. Because it's like you totally weren't expecting it whatsoever. And... Um, you know, uh, I really wanted to play it slow because I, I just didn't want to lose the fucking fish. You know, I had no idea, like, where I was. I was by myself. The boat's <laughs> fucking, like, being pulled out into the middle of the flat. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, you know, sure enough, slow strips. Didn't even put it on the reel. Just was able to strip it in. Took maybe about five minutes to get it to the boat. And the fucking fish inhaled that fucking fly. And um, I thought I was just going to be able to pop the fly off its lip. I had to do a little bit of... Um, you know, finger banging to make sure uh-huh. I could get the fucking fly out. <laughs> to get back in there? Yeah, well, I mean... Had to gut check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to fucking make it gag. It drank too much, and I needed to give it the two fingers. <laughs> but um, the fucking fly was, like, right on the back of its tongue, and I literally had to put my fucking fingers all the way in to be able to pop it off. And um, In the crushers. That's it, yeah. So sure enough, it was... Um, a nice little fish, probably not more than 20 inches. Um, and, uh, you know, I set it on its merry way, and I said, fuck. And there were still fish on the flat. I didn't skunk the flat at all and uh, took a few more shots. And uh, while I didn't land any fish, I'm fairly certain I missed one good eat, and um, the rest was just kind of me trying to either fucking figure it out for the rest of the fish in the flat but it was really uh, an enlightening moment uh, awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the the big takeaway there and sort of really what i had to keep in the back of my mind and you said it a long time ago but just fucking take your time like mm-hmm. you just slow it down slow it down you know you're pulling by yourself like you know you just really got to slow move it slow play it fucking pull put the pole between your legs pick up your rod you know couple say it a little out. slower and pick up your rod put the pole between <laughs> your legs um but it was i mean it was it was a great fucking experience and um you know and I always get like yeah. images of buffalo bill when you say that <laughs> <laughs> do you have a mirror on your boat uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me check my hair yeah. um no but honestly I, it's um it was really something that I was happy that I was able to accomplish. I was super stoked. Stoke level was high. That's nice. Yeah. Makes for a nice ride back to the landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and we had a great day out. Yeah, we did. Um, it was right when you first got down. Um, I was feeling okay. So you were kind enough to offer to get me off the couch and, uh, you know, I had, been out previous times just a couple times um on my own uh in a particular creek and uh i knew there were fish in there i was just like when i was by myself same thing you know it's kind of with current where we were it's kind of a little bit of harder when you're by yourself to control the boat it's really tight in there too it is super super confined space and um if you're doing it solo there's a lot of oysters around 
um, you know, it's easy when you're transitioning from pushing the boat to trying to pick up the rod and cast it to let the boat get out of control because of the current. And uh, we, I think, what, within 50 yards into that creek, we saw the first redfish. Um, I had a decent shot on it, but I ended up getting hooked on a submerged mangrove root. And, uh, I mean, the fish scooted out behind us and we're like okay that's cool we saw a fish and then another 10 minutes later maybe we came around the one turn nice little deeper pool it was almost like trout fishing it was like you know you kind of got to go through these riffles to get to the next pool and then boom there they were like a dozen happy fish and uh it was fucking deep there too yeah i mean yeah very very deep so uh you know that was a a pleasant way to to wrap up you know my year because that was still a 2020 fish if i'm yeah. if i'm not mistaken yeah. and uh i had the opportunity to uh put together a highlight reel of fish handling um <laughs> which was was a lot of fun Epic. yeah um you know that that poor bastard was like inches away of of splitting his forehead on a on a you know oyster mound but he luckily got the pluff mud oh man um, and that was the funniest episode, man. It, that was hysterical. Oh yeah, and, and and it was a good laugh. We were trying to figure it out because, especially with the current pushing the boat, it was hard to kind of get it up to the fish to even just like pull it out of the fucking mud. Yeah. Um, but that was actually it was a beautiful fish. Yeah, it was, it was. nice and fat, and you know probably pushing about like it looked maybe something twenty six, twenty seven inches ish. Yeah, it was a healthy fish, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, and uh, we. Um, pushed around for another what hour something like that yeah that was the, uh saw the plastic hatch yep Man. yep we experienced that area where you guys were is pretty yeah it pretty can happen because yep. it's, it's tight and kind of shallow back there so if yeah. you see anybody it's usually yeah a dozen or so but it, it, it's a great little system back there and it's fucking long i mean like if you've got four hours to pull around you can yeah. probably pull through the whole thing but yeah yeah i think it, yeah it keeps going for a while yep the um that's the last time I fished. So that I haven't I haven't fished twenty twenty one yet. The whole kind of holidays end of the year was like moments long, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's yeah. so busy and one thing after another boom 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 and here we are. Yeah. Well, you know. Twenty twenty one. No, I do have uh there's I I have located a, a dock um two blocks from my house. That has a very limited back cast, but they have one of the uh, lights that they've put on the bottom out yeah, from the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I haven't really seen any snook on it, but there, it'll stack up with like, you know, three, four pound trout. Yeah, Ben's listening. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because it's literally, I have to like look right, look left. Okay, I'm clear for, because my... <laughs> The back my back cast is in the yeah. road, right. and uh, it's just a nice, quiet little, you know, mm-hmm. two-block walk, and uh, I'll walk down there at night sometimes. You know, I'll look, okay, outgoing tide, you know, because mm-hmm. th- th- there's only one spot you can cast from, and it's the outgoing where it allows you to really fish that dock. Yeah. There used to be one there on the corner um, that was good. Mm-hmm. But it had been there for, like, a long time. People would beat the crap out of it, but mm. with a fly, you were 
a little stealthier. Yeah. But I caught fish here. So I've caught I've caught quite a few trout off that mm-hmm. light, and then uh, right there at the bridge, um, I've the only thing I've caught right at the bridge, and it was like mayhem with mullet flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was fucking. 25 inch, 26 inch bluefish that were just nice. murdering Sweet. the mm-hmm. fuck out of mullet. Yeah. They'll move through that marina in there too, and you can just hear them. You can't see them usually for whatever, you know, it's not. Yeah, they're in between boats and yeah, stuff. It's lit, but not where you want to, kind of where you need to see, and you'll just hear big Crashes. stuff going on, and you're like, I wish mm-hmm. I knew where, yeah. where to put this. <laughs> right. Mark, we got out and fished the other day. You, you gonna make it, buddy? He, apparently, it was See, either this fucking Miller somebody, Light or the, somebody uh, forgot the mm-hmm. Tamalot. Somebody mm-hmm. forgot Tums. Patty Milk. Mm-hmm. We did. It's probably because you ordered that medium rare. Mm. No, you ordered it rare. No, I ordered medium rare. Oh, okay, it, it just came because I, I ordered rare. medium on my burger and it came medium rare. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's okay. That's what happens when you go late. Right. They're not Close putting in a lot of time into cooking no. it. They just want no, you out of there. Fucking all yeah. in it. So, like, if I give him this raw meat, he's going to have the runs in he's five gonna minutes. Have to he's going to leave. He's going to have to get out of here. I'm good. It's a little indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> what day was it? Saturday. S- Sunday. 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 Yep. Afternoon. Yeah. 3 p.m. Yeah. River breeze. Hot spotting. Uh oh! Jam it, that it was Sunday because Carl and I yeah. Uh, yeah. were doing the Hobie, and it was cold. Yep, not Ted cold, but it was chilly. <laughs> there were aroused nipples. Mm-hmm. No, no, Just I was wearing nips. a vest. <laughs> they were mine. <laughs> I don't know. I remember the fish. We we saw it from a ways away. Yeah, it was just waving. Yeah, bronze fucking back. Just like sticking right out. Clear water, no grass, no rays, no catfish, no puffer fish, no. Just a redfish. Just a redfish, a single redfish. And it was windy out too, and we we we'd found a few nice flats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we were south. Yeah. On a south. Yeah. And uh, so we both confirmed to each other. Yep, that's fish. Yep. Let's go. So Ted scoots us over there. I get ready. Lay a cast out. Strip, strip. You know, getting instruction from the tower. (laughs) And uh, he goes right past it. Pick it up. Do it again. Goes past. And then what? The third time I hit him on the head and he just No, 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 no. He fucking... You sent one out and it was probably about a foot away and it did one of those kind of like side-eye kind of turns into the mud. Gave you a lean. Yeah. Nice little lean. Gangster lean. Yeah, gangster lean. Lean with it. Rock with it. Um, (laughs) Whose fly was it? It was Mark's. So did he give give you the old too many... Thread wrap yeah. fucking look. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, he well, used large dumbbell eyes. He fucking 10 pound chain. lead dumbbell eyes on the fucking fly. And and then you picked it up and you hit it right on the fucking head. Yeah. And he booked out. Oh, man. Sounds yeah. like hitting a watermelon with a hammer. Oh. But that wasn't the only fish that we saw that day either. No. Yeah. We saw plenty. Yeah. Just couldn't make it. This is fucking lead eyes. I guess. You know, I guarantee if we were 
of the elite ambassador. Ambassador. We would have probably fucking brought in double digit fish that day. Well, we, you oh, yeah. had enough rods over your shoulder. Right. Well, we—I no, no. mean, we had two rods in the boat. Only two rods in the boat. Maybe. Did like, you have a five weight in the mix? <sighs> no, but we had the. Ables. What are you guys, commoners? <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 both had ables on. So I mean, oh, it was like, man. Yeah, oh, I can't whoa. believe you weren't and catching. We, we were both fishing airflow lines, also. Yeah. Oh wow! You know, so we were we were really this Colorado episode of <laughs> <laughs> right. is brought to you by the presence of greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Presence of overpaying party of two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to make excuses, and I'm gonna make the excuse that the light wasn't right. Mm-hmm. No, we, on the line blame, or on, the sky. Mark, we didn't blame it on that when we were fishing, though. We blamed it on the actual warm water mm-hmm. redfish line. Oh, oh it's coiling yeah. up. Yeah, no, but still. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> it was coiling on the deck. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and Ted. You know, noticed it. He's like, "Oh, is that?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." All right. You know what wouldn't have fucked up? Cold. My fucking Atlantic salmon (laughs) fucking line. Well, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what we did. We switched Mark's rod. Yes. And line. um, Because I had uh, I just picked up the um, the airflow forty plus all season. Is that like age oh. requirements? Forty plus? No, that's that, that's that's a Disney is. plus. It's a hero cast line. <laughs> oh, in my opinion, one of the better lines on the market right now for an eight weight. What color is it? Um, let me back up. What color backing did you pair it with? It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Ted's. Uh, it's um, it's got like a. Orange jelly. Oh, okay. okay. For or, hackers, yeah. Dis- distance, distance, oh, that's a distance, yeah, distance backer. Yeah. I want people to see the backing come out as mm-hmm. I send the 120 so, feet of that line right. out. So <laughs> I just ordered a new reel, and when I was given my um, backing choices, forty percent. Wait a minute. No, it wasn't discounted forty <laughs> percent to be outdone. By the Able Twins, Larry. Tell us about your new reel. Well, and, and, and funny you should say that because the uh, the reel the reel that I got is uh, a little bit shinier. Thankfully, a little bit more money. No, actually, probably less. Probably less. Way more shinier though, uh, because <laughs> the. My my lovely bride knew that I was getting a new fly rod, and um, she knew that the boat anchor that's in the closet mm-hmm. is not going to go on that new fly rod. So she's like, he needs to get a new reel. Um, so she had actually consulted with Mark about mm-hmm. what reel he possibly thought I might want. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. I remember um, now. <laughs> I I Surprise. was thinking <laughs> of uh, getting a T-bore, and mm-hmm. yep. so she, based on your advice, like went online and was like looking and at two three nine and was trying to build it out, and then she just got like a little nervous and was like, you know what, I'm just going to get him gift card yep. so that he can you know pick out everything he wants. The reel that you had shown her is the newer. Um, Version. I don't even of uh, uh, whatever the, the what's the signature signature. The signature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm old school. I, w- I wanted oh, okay. an Everglades. Yeah, um, the flat and, side. And the okay. Everglades yeah. is actually cheaper because yeah. it's older technology. But, right. hey, I'm older technology. Right. Um, <laughs> so I ordered an Everglades, and uh, Brian Butts, um, thankfully, was still working uh, mm-hmm. more normal hours. So I was able to uh, consult with him on the phone and have him walk me through. Because I said, okay, look. There's different choices of, of, you know, how to put this reel together, but it doesn't, like, I can't do it on your website. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, just tell me what you want and I'll write it down. And, you know, we'll just, so I, I did like a, a hybrid sale, quasi online. Oh, yeah. With what, and then I just paid online with right. my yep. gift cards. But, um, so we find, you know, we're talking about lines. And I said, well, what airflow lines do you have? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking. You love Airflow. I, mean, I do. You're, you're an Airflow guy. I do like Airflow. Yeah. Um, if you go over to the desk over yep. there, there's stacks of Airflow. Yep. And the Airflow that they had in um, stock. This episode brought to you by Ben and Carl being peasants. <laughs> Paisan. <laughs> the, uh, the closest they Paisan. had hey. <laughs> was a an Airflow Redfish Gulf Coast. Yes. Oh, yeah. It didn't and work I, here. And I said, Brian, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, very seriously, I was like, Brian, my only concern about your selection is, is this going to fuck up my redfish <laughs> over here in the lagoon? Because they are not Gulf Coast redfish. And he's like, he, goes, um, and he, he did the perfect bailout. He's like, what rod are you planning on using this with? And I was like, actually, um, just middle of the road, Sage Maverick. Oh, wonderful <laughs> rod, and he's like, you know Middle what? Of the road, Sage Maverick. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. This episode it is. brought to you by. No, right. it is. It is. It's, it's not the high. The it's rod. not the high end. Fucking no, no, yeah. Of course. So this ain't no salt HD I, mother trucker. Yeah. So so he said. Actually, I just fished this past weekend, and I used an SA amplitude. Mm-hmm. It worked great on. It. I said, perfect. That's what we'll do. And so that's the line. And I said, whoa, hold. I spoke too soon. What? color is that line because <laughs> there's certain like you know super bright lines i don't like or whatever so he tells me what the colors are i'm like all right cool and he's like are you gonna need backing i said well i would think so Speed backing. Yeah. and uh so he was like here's the colors i have i've got blue i've oh, got red i've got orange he was like, I've got black. And I said, fuck, stop mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Men in black. Going with black. Oh, yeah. Not sure what that covers because I know, you know, what the distance it, backing colors are. But so I'm getting my first black backing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Yeah. 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 They have a wall of backing. Mm. Okay. It's, it's pretty incredible. So I should be getting that real sometime soon. Nice. I sometime forgot all soon. about that. Yeah. Evidently. Sweet. Carl, what high gear have you purchased lately? Well, um... I saw that new DeWalt buffer. <laughs> no, not mine. Damn it. <laughs> no. I'll tell you, that will be my first ever brand new rod and reel combo. Really? To get, like, at the same time, like, yeah. both out of the thing? Because mm-hmm. you either swap a rod out or swap a yeah, reel out. I've yeah, I've never, like, bought yeah. a complete setup before. Yeah. I don't think I have either. So... The only problem Ted and I have is the thickness. 
of the mm, airflow. I hear that's it yeah. doesn't doesn't fit the on girth. the cables too well. No, the girth the backing, exactly. Yeah. Well, you said to go with less backing. Well, oh, that's, no. that's, that's, I had to pull I had to pull like a hundred yards of backing off to just fit the fucking airflow line. Yeah. On. Well, what are you gonna do with that eight weight when you're tarpon fishing? <laughs> Screwed. I'm not going to go tarpon fishing with a fucking eight way tuna, tuna, <laughs> tuna fishing. Um, but so, yeah, that, so you took a hundred yards of backing off. How much backing is left on there? Fucking like seventy five yards. <laughs> oh come no on! Way. Oh no, there's got to be more than that. <laughs> no, that's about seventy five yards of backing. It's, well, then maybe you should have. Yeah, no. that line's a chode. What that line? What size? Using what size reel backing? are you guys on? It's like a 30, tuna can. Thirty pound gel spun backing. Yeah. What, he's wait on, a second. What he's on the SDS eight, and I'm on the super. Okay, eight. so how much does your super have on it? Because, like, I've got a pair of Super 8s over there. There's maxed out. You know, my Super 8's probably got 330 yards of backing plus a fucking airflow bonefish line on it. Yeah, but the, this eight, 40 plus is thick. Why did you go with four? Oh, the, the fly line. The was, fly line. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just sounds wacky. Like a drinking like, straw. But it's yeah. an awesome line. But what? what's the... How many has Able downsized everything? No. I mean, like, compared to a Super 8... What is the real size? It's the diameter of whatever the coating is. Right. So the no, no, no. I, no forget about the fly, fly line. Now. Forget about the fly line. Coding. The size of the actual able reel. Like if you took your oh, able reel okay. and and put it up against a, a Super Eight, is it much smaller? It's about the same size, I'd say. But here's here's the thing. I went on Abel's website to uh-huh. look before I ordered the line to see what it, it could take uh-huh. realistically, and I said, "Okay, I should be fucking mm-hmm. good." And um, when I started, you know, I, I took my old line off and I put the new line on. Fucking started reeling it up, and like I hadn't even got to the fucking tapered head. I was still running line, mm-hmm. and I was hitting top of the arbor, and I was like, "Fuck." Um, you know, hitting the actual real foot. And how much how much backing did you start off with on I, your reel? The uh, there is there was one hundred and seventy five yards of backing. That's that's not much backing for meters. Yeah. yeah, I think mine. Yeah, like I think. You sure that what meters they put on? I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, so one hundred and seventy five meters worth of backing. Rich sent me the reel. Uh-huh. Okay, um, and it was there was a. Did he yeah. use a calibrated line winder? Yeah. Or did he just like kind of pay eyeball off? it, <laughs> <laughs> Richie? Baby, no, but he told me Let he told know. me that there was uh, a hundred seventy five yards backing on the actual. Um, one hundred seventy five is still that's not. I mean, I think my five weights got that eight weight reel. It's not much. Look, yeah. I have it in the truck. We could pull the fucking line so out. I have my do it. fucking backing. <laughs> do it live. Hey, let's do it live. It's going to be the rest of this episode is going to be boring as, as shit. As, <laughs> as Carl put it, the Able Twins. Right, the yeah. Able Twins. We'll just over set here. them up and right. get the calipers. And no, 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 fuck that. We, We're owning mm-hmm. that. We are making stickers. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Can you make it like the Wonder Twins? So, like, size wise, like, is your reel? It's the same size. It's the same size. Same mm-hmm. size. Yep. I'd be curious to see how much backing your. Spool has on it. We'll have to check on a break. I'll grab mine out and we compare super to super. Show me me yours and I'll show Mm -hmm. you. That's the way it works. Just a tip. 
But I mean, and, and you're saying you're the diameter of your line is like yeah. way, way bigger. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll see it. I'll, I'll bring it in and you'll see. So it. what's, what's happened is airflow is selling you 14 weight line, calling it an eight weight. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And that's why it casts so 40 well. plus. Well, it's the all season, right? So it needs yeah. like a nice insulated coating around the nylon on the inside. Uh, and, that's know, what she yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted didn't like first that. world problems, no. man. Yeah. First yeah. world problems. Yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> hang on a second, though. Out of that, out of that Abel factory and Ross Reels factory, mm-hmm. that's also Airflow too, right? Um, I don't think so. I think it is. Now. I, I think know. they're shipping out of the same right. fucking factory. Not the same place. Not the same, same place. Place. Right. Same, same company. Same, same like company. family company. Family. I think that happened recently. Yeah. See, wasn't Airflow owned by Echo? It was. It's not anymore. It's not anymore? I don't, I'm almost positive. Fact check. Do it. Fact check. I don't know. I know Echo slash Airflow was like the Ray Jeff racket. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I think Ray Jeff is still associated with Airflow. Not Not sure about Echo. Okay. Yeah. Talking Jeff. Stevie. Steve. Steve. Yeah. His brother, yeah. maybe. Stevie Ray Jeff. <laughs> Remember, what? That? Remember that? Yeah, who was it? We, we, it was on the Jeff it was Ray on Jeff. The, it was on the Jeff old Ray Jeff. Yeah, yeah, it was Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Ray yeah. Jeff. <laughs> that was so Back, hilarious. Back on the old uh, fly fishing after dark. Yeah. Jeff Ray Jeff. To get in his name, Jeff. Like, what, what a ridiculous name that would be in the first place. Jeffrey Jeff? Yeah. Uh, yeah hey, bro, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, one thing I will tell you between the two lines, because I asked Mark to hand me the rod after we discussed air temperature, water temperature, whatever, and his warm water fucking redfish line. And there is a noticeable difference. Oh, actually. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the stiffness, that's for sure. Here's what I want to point out about the last 10 minutes of conversation. The level of technology that, like, Mark Mark right now is, like, deep diving into the internet mm-hmm. to get fact-checked and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, if we're talking about the right things. I walked over, got an old reel to show Ted to be like, like, all of this like that's a- all of this overcomplication of trying to fool a fish into eating a fucking feather and a mm-hmm. bead you know like and, yeah. and the funny thing is none of it really matters as far as the technology of it other than does the rod and reel and line feel good in your hand it does yep there you go mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. end of it you know what i call that larry i call that fucking elite I call that fucking <laughs> yeah. elite with a capital fucking uh, e. verified. If, if I had to verified pair, elite yeah. verified blue check mark elite. ambassador. If ambassador. <laughs> now you, you just the day that you were fishing with Mark, you were fishing yeah. your new rod, right? Yep. Yep. And stellar. For what is it? What did you get? For a. Yeah, money bags. What'd you get? Yeah, for for a lack of better word, can't hide Poncho. it, Teddy. A, Tell us, Poncho. Can't hide it, Teddy. A budget rod. What kind of budget? A baller budget. Right. But <laughs> did uh, 
Robin Leach. <laughs> mm. Like walk out of the back of the fly shop with it. You know, I'll I'll tell you something. I've For a king, <laughs> very much like you, fly you, Larry. You fit. like to research what you're about to purchase. This right? rod is you for you are a, this <laughs> rod is fit for a balling disc. Yes. They're all the same uh, company, same family now. Mayfly, amazing. No, something out of Monterey, so, Colorado. Great. I've been doing Okay. <laughs> I had been doing it. a lot of research into rod building and just if you're wondering. shit in a gold toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so before before you hop into what you're talking about, yeah. Ted, that that area the where that Montrose um, Montrose actually um, the town slash county did like an economic development. Grant, I believe, and helped build that facility. It was a private, mm-hmm. public thing, and that's why you have that cluster of fly fishing. Because oh, um, okay. Scott Rods is Scott, built in Montrose, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. like this little um, experiment. And if we're all doing like a business enclave, thing, yeah, yeah, business enclave, because you're all using a lot of the same suppliers, mm-hmm. and it just like makes one big happy family and. So I recall now when I ordered the airflow line because I ordered it from them directly on their website. Uh-huh. Uh, the invoice I got had Ross Reels in the uh, letterhead. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Ross and mm-hmm. Abel are definitely under yes, the same. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. I've got one Ross reel. I haven't really put a whole lot of fish on it yet, though. Ross makes nice reels. Got that Colorado LT clicking uh-huh. on my three weight. Yeah. They're uh, they're not quite as like common. But when you see, you're like not mm-hmm. here, yeah. But like, out they'll have like one. Well, so it's it's very cyclic. Um, like you know, Ross years back was like the right king, you know, yeah. the king of king shit. The and San then Miguel. The you had um, Galvin uh, oh, for yeah. a while. Galvin was like the hot ticket. Uh, Abel's pretty much been like steady player throughout the whole. Um, you know. Prior to Nautilus, what was Nautilus? Hmm. Old Florida. You've not seen an Old Florida reel? No, I'm not. Yeah, Old Florida is the uh, original Nautilus. And then once the company transfer happened, they did some changes to the designs and it became Nautilus. Um, It's pretty sick. One of of the listeners... um, that follows us on Instagram, hard to believe. Um, he actually is a tugboat driver, uh, captain down in South Florida. And he mm. was showing a picture of his old Florida reel. Yeah. And I reached out and I was like, dude, fucking bulletproof reels. Love them. Um, my buddy Tanner still has one up here that I get to fish with every once in a while. And uh, he was like, I've got, that's all I fish. And that that's the dude yeah, yeah. bought. And, they're probably 25, 30 years. You know what you know? it looks like? It looks like all those Chinese knockoff that you find on Amazon now. Well, they had to knock You mean Alibaba? Yeah. 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 Alibaba. A, it does. It really real it does. Yeah. simple. It's pretty sick. Made in the USA. Yep. Well, it's like Woody got that Fluger medalist he found like brand new on eBay. Like had all the paperwork and he still fishes that. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, some of those are really nice. Yeah, this one's super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
too. I like how Ted just really slid out. He like slid out through his own gold toilet. We never found out what rod he got. All right. So tell us about the rod. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd been doing a lot of research into rod building over the course of the last six, seven months. And I was interested in buying a rod building kit. And um, I was fortunate enough to receive over Christmas one of the CRB rod building kits from Mudhole. What's CRB stand for? Uh, custom Rod Building. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but their branding is is literally CRB. Okay. Crusty, rusty bitch. Crusty, <laughs> rusty bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so first thing I did was repair a reel, um, a rod that uh, had a broken guide on it. Was that uh, through a fit of anger of your own? No. <laughs> that was through a uh, shipping mishap. Um, and, um, anyway, it was just one single guide that needed to be replaced. And I said, okay, this wasn't so bad. And, uh, then I proceeded to go and purchase, um, a $170 blank from MHX, um, at, over at Mudhole uh-huh. and, uh, the $45 accessory kit to complete that blank into a full rod build and uh, build a fly rod. Now, with the MHX stuff, do they, like, describe their rods, how they would compare to, like, a name brand rod, or is it just, you know, it's a... Like, how do you... Like, I wouldn't know the first thing about, you know, picking a blank. Right. Um, Obviously... But if they said, hey, this blank's going to, you know, if you've ever had this type of rod, this is, like, what Mm -hmm. it's kind of built after or or designed to be emulative of so they don't outright like tell you sort of what it's going to be similar to you're working off of descriptions of kind of like their taper and their rod action and and just the field and so in in what i gather uh based off of what i read um through several graphite blank and uh, rod blank companies such as uh, North Fork or uh, CTS or whatever is, you know, uh, Pierre OA, they'll have kind of charts um, that outline the bend, the bend, Mm -hmm. Uh the taper, uh, talk about the taper, the measurements, the weight. Um, And that all kind of has to be considered when you're thinking about, you know, what kind of action or feel or whatever, you're looking for in a rod needs to be obviously you know if you look at the data and information in a glass rod versus um a graphite blank or you know carbon you know composite whatever um things are drastically different right so i mean there's a little bit of research that goes into determining what kind of rod you're looking to build and what kind of blank you should purchase um you know i'm i'm a big guy i'm i've got a heavy hand but i can also cast like a pussy sometimes you have a heavy hand and also a very funny thumb (laughs) 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 um but uh you know generally i like to fish fast action rods um with my funny thumb Mm -hmm. um Good flick and uh, I think just as a, a, a first project, I didn't want to invest a lot of money into um, purchasing a, a really expensive blank kit. And, um, you know, really just proximity, being able to just go and pick it up. I went over to Mudhole and uh, was, was helped by somebody, and they gave me everything that I needed. And, you know, fucking that afternoon, I started building a rod. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I purchased an MHX kit. Um, what with, was the length of time it took you to assemble everything? Um, it, if we were to go it over the course of a few days, I mean, broken okay. up here and there. Um, it took because there's you, probably like drying times yeah. and stuff like that that you gotta. I, I I took two and a half days to do it. Now I took two and a half days to do it because I wasn't fully dedicated to the time. Um, I'm I'm fairly confident I could have built the rod in a day and a half. Um, you know, just taking the time to kind of learn stuff. Um, I also did a lot of reading for people who have really invested the time into that and sort of what it takes them to build a rod start to finish. Um, some people are doing it in eight hours, you know, and, and masterfully also. Very, very cool stuff. Um, but I, I took two and a half days to do it. Um, you know, epoxy took one full day to dry. Um, you know, thread wrapping wasn't that complicated. Uh, lining up the guides, was, guides wasn't that complicated. Um, and Did just, you get like the roller things? And yeah, the whole, yeah, like, I got the, the whole yeah. roller yeah. kit and stuff like that. It's like a tension roller yeah. type thing to, to, to wrap thread around on a blank. Um, and it was really a, a fun process. Um, I really enjoyed it because I like to do shit with my hands and my f- fucking wonky ass thumb. <laughs> and uh, so once you've got the epoxy on, is is it like motorized? It just sits and spins it. Yeah. So there's a uh, basically a motor that rotates uh, the rod blank um, as as you're drying the epoxy and stuff like that and uh, basically the recommendation is that the epoxy dries for 24 hours but um, the rod you only really need to turn it for about three hours uh, the time it takes for the epoxy to kind of gel up tack and up, set, yeah. tack up. Um, so yeah I mean I kind of kept it rolling overnight and you know it looked glossy and glassy exactly the way that you should i think you know i mean for a first rod build and and we spoke about this on the phone generally i'm pretty happy um the only thing that you know i missed the mark on was my thread wraps aren't completely equal per section on guide you know my epoxy kind of reaches over a little bit more it'll probably never wrap. catch a fish you no, know no, no yeah, it definitely yeah, definitely yeah. won't yeah. catch a fish it does cost yeah. you about five feet on your cast though, yeah right the extra weight yeah. mm-hmm um, you know, uh, but overall, so if, if you were writing the marketing piece, mm. envision a one page ad in the Drake, how would you describe the benefits of, of the McGregor eight weight? <laughs> um, you know, I, it I, flies laser like laser like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I so I'll improve t- your distance. I was um, really invested in trying to find the spine of the rod. Okay, um, just because of the way that I know that I cast. Is that and the wiggle test? It is the wiggle test. Yeah, no, no, it's the uh, it, it's basically where the um, uh, graphite or the wraps where they kind of sort of end the endpoints on there. So. Um, Basically, when you spine a rod, you identify the line where the wrap kind of term ends, and you know your spine is on the um, concave section of that um, uh, of that blank or opposite of that, and you place your your, your guides on the concave section of that um, of that blank, so that on the opposite side of the split. Correct. Okay. Um, and so I was really invested in making sure that I was able to line that up correctly. And so the whole point was that I would have a rod that would would have the power to kind of handle the weight that I wanted to throw into it. Um, and Mark, you know, we, we, we spoke about this a little bit when, when you were casting it. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, I was impressed. I was. Um, being a fan of the higher priced rods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being a snooty well, hang snot. On. Hang on. <laughs> what was the other rod that we had in the boat? I'm not at liberty to say. I'm on the. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't forget, we're being sponsored by oh, mm-hmm. yeah. mid-range, mid-range sages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mid-range sages. And a Winston. Mm-hmm. You got the dog with you? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he is named after, though. <laughs> but uh, My dog's name is Berber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ted, like... Everything Ted was just saying. It's hold on. The, Your dog's name is what? Berber. The, you meant Berkeley? No, the what's Barbie? Barbie. No, you mean Burberry? <laughs> no, no the, barber like barber jackets. Yeah, like yeah. Orvis oh. on the dog. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's late. It's like eleven. It is like past my bedtime. Words, you know, hard. comparing premium to economy, uh-huh. it was. A stellar rod. Oh, I can the, do that. The way it it cast, the way it just felt, it. I was surprised with it. And that's your first. This one that you were yeah. casting was your first was, the MHX. Is, like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask yeah. you the most important question. Yeah. How did you decide on what cork grip that you wanted to go with? But, like. Wells versus half wells or versus like full, wells. full wells. Full wells. Well, I mean, I just basically went with because like know, whatever the industry would sell me, me in a an eight way water cork. Yeah, it's salt water cork. <laughs> um, I mean, I I just went with what I knew with well, what was. Normal. I'm not being facetious. No, 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 Black no. I, 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 I am being facetious <laughs> towards myself more than anything because you know, with my limited years of experience. If you put a gun to my head and said, identify a full wells versus a half well, like, I, I just no. shoot me. Not happening. Like, like I, I just think it's so funny because I don't know what it is, but when I pick up a rod, I know whether it feels good in my hand. Exactly. Maybe, maybe I should start taking notes so that if they ask me one day, do you prefer that in a full wells or a half wells? I'll actually know what the fuck I should say. Because right now it's just like, I just whatever I whatever went, I pick up. I literally went with whatever was like. They're like, this is a saltwater kit. Like it's a full wells and like. You know, and you're like, all right. I was like, mm-hmm. fucking fucking right. Do you want your real seat in gunmetal or polished nickel? Okay. Like, yeah. Would, uh, at least I'm not. Uh, I'm just curious how how yeah, the, how yeah. you go about selecting those kind the of things. Closest comparison to it is that Lamson. Mm-hmm. SS. Okay. It's just a feel good, great. Just, it's my favorite rod. <laughs> there it is. There, there it went. It's not a thousand dollars. Right. You know, it's not break the bank. And I said I was, I was impressed. It's a good job, Ted. Nothing yeah. fell apart. Tip top still there. I mean, yeah. Cork kind of wobbled, but you know. <laughs> so, so you you've gotta, got your. Your first two or three guides, um, and then you go to your snake guides. Like anything fancy, like recoil, like um, meaning like the. Uh, I know um, what is it? Titanium. Or titanium. titanium. No, no, no. no. So I mean, I think they're just stainless. They're, they're, they're just titanium. Oh, yeah. Stainless. Okay. But, but um, 
what he did. They his genius. I I got these smaller snake guides. So uh-huh. like rather than having like a number two, like um, uh, sorry, a number three like snake guide all the way through like from my like rod blank section one you know into sort of larger like number four number five and then into your stripping guides i went with like smaller guides and the reason i went with like a number two snake guide um and the reason why i did that was because one um they they came in the kit (laughs) <laughs> two but as i was putting them on and looking at my other fly rods i was like fuck these look kind of small but then i sort of justified that the, the you were really rationale. selling it for a while then there the, i thought you the, the, the size rationale was justified in my mind because i felt because these guides are smaller the line is going to it can't um, bounce around so much. It can't yes. bounce around so much, and the rod will respond better as a result of that line being closer to the rod. Um, I could see the physics behind that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I had to explain it to Mark over the course of 45 minutes because I needed to validate it <laughs> in my own mind as I was spewing it that out. That you might have got the right, wrong I handful mean, hey, of fuck, guides. I, I sold Maybe. Mark on it. He was like, yeah, man, like, I, totally, fuck, I'm sold on it. I, why aren't my guides this small, right. you know? I saw him right. whittling right. the guides off like, his Winston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he didn't want to avoid the warranty on his Winston. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. God forbid they replace those guides for titanium guides that can fish salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They don't put new technology on old technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I will honestly say that like uh, I'm, I'm pleased with the end result. Mm-hmm. I like the rod. I'm going to build more. Um, and I have a few ideas in my mind. And just I, I had a good time doing it. So as you advance in this, like, you know, I'll be interested to hear as you come back and say, you know, I'm building my sixth rod or whatever, um, you know, like the rod manufacturers, um, every, not every manufacturer, but for the most part, most manufacturers, whatever they built this year, that was the hot ticket is not going to be the hot ticket next year. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll make some kind of minor tweak, whether it's to the shape of the blank or now we no longer finish, in between mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to yeah. save weight and like you know like mm-hmm. so i'm just curious like do all those little things really ultimately matter so or is it more an aesthetic marketing thing that sucks us into buying the next rod i don't know i mean because you can buy the blanks from sage uh-huh. from winston yeah for half the price right Oh, even less than that. Like a uh, Sage Igniter Send blank it to is your four hundred bucks. Who builds rods, right? Yeah, it's like holy smokes. Um, but is it, it because we're getting non-union labor when we get Ted? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's no collective bargaining agreement over it's here. The other border. Um, yeah, <laughs> paying Canadian dollars. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, graphite. And carbon technology, you know, while it has advanced substantially over the course of the last 10 years, I mean, composites just, I mean, it's fairly standard. Things haven't really, really changed that much. Oh. And, and and if they had... Hell's like, Bay would say otherwise. No, but like if, if they have, you know, the majority of the fishing industry right. is still on like a standard, standard blank. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, re- the, how much weight are you saving realistically in one rod section versus the next? How much does your fucking, how much did the blanks weigh, period, the end? I mean, like a pack we, of sugar. Yeah, right. a at, pack of fucking at, sugar. At fucking. Oh, well, let me save house. you an additional fucking 10 grams, like in your blank. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking ridiculous? Are you retarded? <gasps> oh, I can't sorry. believe you. <laughs> That's it. Joel. You know, Papa Justin's no. gonna smack you when you cross the border. No, no, no. I, I mean, look. no, no, no. Don't back out like you didn't. Just no, say I'm it. not. I'm not backing out. But you I mean, retard? just realistically, to think that go. the latest—that's not the preferred <laughs> nomenclature, Ben. <laughs> no, he just missed it. Ted just said it. Ted oh, of all people. But sorry. Theodore. Actually, three. It's not Theodore. It's his political correct Christian name is Edward. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're not. Graphite and, and composite technology isn't drastically different from one blank manufacturer to the next. What was it? Probably six years ago, seven years ago, Loomis. Um, they they tried to shake everything up by forget about what we're doing with our blank. We're doing um, what was it? Oh, I wasn't the, in the game yet. The nano. Nano carbon. It was it was all in the resin. Yeah. And it was like these little resin balls oh. that were in the uh coating and it was like nanotechnology. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the big ticket. Okay. And that ran that ran its course, like everybody else like came thundering in and you know, had their version of it for a couple of years. And then it went completely the opposite direction where then, you know, they were like, raw. we just, we don't even put anything on ours. It's just raw. It's just raw. Yeah. So, um, first of all, and then, okay. So in some, like you look at some yeah. blanks and it's clear, uh, epoxy, mm-hmm. but like the, uh, Lamson, yeah, it's just, they on, dip uh, the rods, they're colored, yeah. you know? And it's just on the ferrules and guides. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, it's like there's so many different ways to do it. And ultimately, it comes down to not the performance of the rod. But just how it feels. It's how it looks to oh. the angler. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. So, forget how it feels. It's right. So, it looks. like, yeah. the Sage, mm. TCX, green, the Method, red. Uh, the next year they came out with... Uh, they went back to a blue. What I can't was that remember. awesome bass rod? Oh, like I, that green bass red too. Yeah, my bass rods up at. Um, well, I've got bat. I've got the original bass. Okay, and it's it's like the old school, like it's weird like, yeah. yellow with red ferrules. Yeah. Uh, looks, it, it made it look a lot like it, it, when you pick it up. You should be grabbing a fiberglass rod. <laughs> but the whole thing behind the whole bass series was shrinking it down so that it was legal for a BASS tournament. Right. Oh, damn. Because it couldn't exceed 8 foot 10 inches, I think, is the... No, yeah, they're shorter, seven, yeah. 7, 10. maybe, yeah. whatever it is. Huh. And then, you know, um, when you bought that, you also... You got a line. You got a line with it that was, you know, grain weight specifically for... And originally it was the bass largemouth, they may have had a small mouth, and then they had a bluegill. Um, and then four years later, three years later, it was the Bass 2 series. And they switched up a little bit about how, what grain weight, and like, you know, the size of the rod as far as the diameter of it and how it was finished. Mm-hmm. And again, 
they had already they'd saturated the market with everybody that yep. it caught their eye the first time. They saw sales go down. So, okay, we've we saturated. Refresh. So we're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Bass 2. Just like, you know, the method was, you know, that red, like everybody's like, wow. You know, it was like candy apple red. And then the uh, TCX was green. Like it, it, everything, mm-hmm. the, the performance doesn't change exponentially but man does the appearance mm-hmm. the is the payload the new like bass rod um mm-hmm. is that from sage mm-hmm. there's a sage payload that came out the, i think and, and you know what they probably went to that because the bass and the bass too what is that what does that pigeonhole you to bass, bass. freshwater species three of them versus no, what we're missing because you know what I use my bass rod for? Tarpon? Beating the fuck out of mangroves for snook. You can put it under a dock easy, you can put it under mangroves real easy because it's short, you got good leverage, you got that huge fat head. So we switch it over to the payload, and now you can go after bass if you want to, big guy, but right. Snook's part of the game now too. Yeah. So next iteration. It carries and that was the whole thing. When they originally came out with the bass rod, all, I'm talking all of their fucking marketing, those big, huge bass bugs that are behind mm-hmm. your head right there, those massive um, deer, hair. deer hair poppers, every ad was delivering one of those to a fucking dinner plate size hole in the middle of uh, a bunch of lily pads. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. you can put this exactly where you want it and pick this pond apart. Now they're saying with the payload, you can get it under whatever dock, into whatever mangrove, whatever. So it's just taking and tweaking a little bit of the angler's perception of what they're buying. I just saw one of those. funny that that came up. I just saw one of those. uh, I want to say like the Bass 2 or whatever. Like in the last couple weeks, somebody showed me one, and I cannot remember where. But the... uh, I, I did like it because it was shorter. That was the that was the the main well standout. Yeah. Like I fished with the guy who had when Saint Croix kind of got. Well, I don't know when Saint Croix officially Saint Croix Saint Croix. Yeah, thank got you. into the Saint the fly rod game, but they had made like a seven foot ten. Oh, hold on, uh, Reddington mm-hmm. made the bank robber. Oh, nice! I, just like, I actually like the love name. the name of that. Look up, look up the Reddington bank robber. Yep, on it. And it was, <laughs> it was basically, and I think maybe to this day, aren't Reddington and Sage both owned by Farbank? Yep. Yeah. So it was the the bank robber was basically the Reddington version of the the bass, the bass, and they called it the bank robber, and they geared it more towards like. You're you're going after um, smallmouth. So I look it up and I get Saint Pete man charged Largo police arrest <laughs> bank robber <laughs> armed bank robber yeah Florida man yeah, yeah for real um, the um, d- did anybody see today um, Thomas and Thomas fly rods their post um, I think it's uh, Nick Bowles who's the angler. With a fucking massive GT in his hand and a bamboo rod hanging over his shoulder. No. I can tell you when I was at... uh, No, because I don't follow that account. 
So me either. Okay. The, I don't follow a lot of the manufacturers' accounts. No. I think it was posted on another account as well, but... Um, oh, no, it was a St. Croix bank robber. Oh, so it was the St. Croix yeah. bank yeah. robber. But okay. this was on the Mojo Blank. They like used to have them. Like, I had it in the, their inch. Who did the butter stick? Reddington. Reddington. There you go. Okay. I have one of those. Oh, see, this, um, this bank robber is on Amazon Canada. Mm. Get on it. Dot .ca? Um, mm-hmm. Dot not .com. Um, the... That's awesome. And he used to, like, swear by it for docks because he could load it on a super short back cast and chuck it in there. Yeah, because you're throwing a massive head. Like, the, it comes with the, the crazy yeah. overweighted line. No, I get it. Mm, no, not changing. And then he broke it, and then they, you know, they didn't warranty him anymore because they didn't make him. Hmm. What do you guys think about a break? I think uh, that would be great, but the DJ is in the middle of fact-checking something. Oh, so. no, no, no. Fact-checker. Oh, you're good? Mm-hmm. So let me give you the we're ready for break. All right. Minute. Nope. One hour and 40 in. That might be a record for uh, 2021. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and fade out to a break. Record. And uh, we'll be back with uh, some of our most inauthentic work yet. It's a little late uh, here in the Taylor Park tonight, so uh, while we can acknowledge that the uh, mail barge Mm -hmm. came sailing through around the Christmas time, there's no reason that we need to hear it coming, because that was a couple weeks ago. So I took the liberty to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Prepositioned some of the deliveries, I Ben. Um, albeit uh, the U.S. Postal Service um, was overwhelmed with ballots. Um, our Christmas card this year came a little late. Came after first of the year. 
um, from up there South Carolina way. So I'm, I, I have not seen this year's version of Drake Boatworks. I haven't either, but I'm stoked. Spoiler alert. All right, we got. Looks like a like a hand like a hand drawn watercolor. It's a illustration. Okay, that works. <laughs> hand drawn Why do I even try? Watercolor. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Skip and on the front of the console of a nomad, and Anne up front, her position of uh, royalty. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a card. I was like, thought it was like a fold yeah. open card. Awesome. There's no better time to say thank you and happy holidays from our family to yours. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Wild mm-hmm. Drake. Never settle. Never Very settle. nice. Carl. I've got uh, the big box. In the, in the <laughs> spirit of Carl um, always liking the handwritten note, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it would be appropriate that you could open the next package. <laughs> Shake it out. Yeah. Is that good card stuff? Very nice cards and a very nice piece of what looks like to be recycled, even. It's lined. With a nice line with a fly Stationary. Stationary. Stationary, yep. From the desk of. Merry Christmas, just a little something for y'all. <laughs> More on the way at some point. Larry knows. I do. Mm. It's gonna be it's gonna be really really good when the next package comes. As for this letterhead, I have no idea where it came from. It was a <laughs> gift from a few years back. Enjoy the goodies, Leslin. Sweet. So this is from all the way from Montana, Montana, Montana. All right, mm. Missoula. No, no. Oh. All right. Um, There's a couple little Dylan. ones in here. Dylan, cut into that, Mark. See what's going on. There's two, there's a large box with two smaller little packages here. Wrapped, Christmas. Wrapped. Christmas wrapped. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People take notes for next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, like, we like gift wrapping. Next year we'll live stream it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or YouTube, as the Filipinos call it. Tube? Tube. YouTube. The YouTube. YouTube. The tube. Turn on to YouTube. Oh, fancy. Mm. She knows the way to my heart. What is it? Huckleberry chocolates. Nice. Oh. With your... With flies on them. Yeah. What? Look at that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's, it is. It's a Montana fly box yep. with huckleberry chocolates. Nice. And that does look like uh, like a classic clamshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, clamshell, clam but I'm saying the fly rod uh, for the logo. That's Ooh. like uh, oh yeah, old school looking. There's a they, I've uncovered get, the sticker pack. Oh yeah, I've uncovered. So oh. so Ted, how do you pronounce it when there's no e on the end of chocolate? Chocolate. 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 Don't make me say it. <laughs> I'll do it. Talk, talk dirty to us, Ted. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Stripping. <laughs> Frontier Anglers. Dylan. Dylan, Montana. 
Yeah, a few, few from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Carl, that one needs to go on your truck. That one needs to go on the truck, Carl. With the, <laughs> with the, the carp. carp. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, look at that quaff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the quaff oh, on I that guy. Le quaff. Frontiers Angler. Ooh, I like the with the uh, the trout as well. I'm gonna you do get, a flag and a trout. You get huckleberries up your way, Ted. I don't even know what a huckleberry chocolate is. It, I'll be no, a huckleberry thin. chocolate. Well, it's it is a berry. Meat one. A very delicious berry. It's almost like a an oversized blackberry, but they come yeah. out of trees rather yeah. than like uh, a bramble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leslie. Mm. Leslie, yeah, thank you so real. much. Um, the uh, coordination on package B that she was planning on sending, um, Mark was the first uh, impediment <clears throat> to that because when you took off on your two-week sabbatical, I <clears throat> told Leslie, I was like, well, Mark's out of town, um, so hold off. And then... It got closer to the holidays, and long story short, what she's planning to send will be perishable. Mm. So, um, and what she was wanting from the purveyor of fine meats was uh, out of stock. She's going to send us some uh, beef from out in Montana. Hell yeah. So Uh, we can have a big Traeger night. mm -hmm, So, mm mm-hmm. Mantana beef. I've seen those cows. A so lot, a lot of black Angus mm-hmm. up that way. Did you did you see that she now has her very own pet mm-hmm. uh, Texas Longhorn? Yep, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a dog. Yeah, right. I have Longhorn. <laughs> I'd rather have a guard cow personally. Right. right. Just get wrecked, son. <laughs> so um, getting paled. I recently. Maybe I should take back everything I said about um, not liking the way Instagram's working lately because I wasn't following um, this particular account. But maybe an influencer garnished or you know garnered my attention, and I saw this uh, new product that was somebody had shared a story. That's how it had to have happened, or maybe they're having a um, a giveaway, so everybody was sharing the shit out of a post. Have you guys seen lid rigs? Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. All right. So the lid rig is a magnetic nipper system. And uh, I saw the um, post somebody had shared. So I, re- I, sh- I reshared it mm-hmm. and said, mail barge. And lo and behold, they saw it and investigated what a shit show we run down here. <laughs> And Scott Wilday, who's the owner, reached out and said, I'm going to send you guys one, and I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. I got the one that he sent and put it on the hat and have been wearing it all day. And I can tell you it's like it's, like it's not even up there. And I know myself personally, when I need nippers, I never have them. Like, I've right. done the lanyard thing. Yeah. I've, I've got it in a box somewhere on the boat. They're never like right at hand or if i'm back home on a river 
you know, it's on a lanyard, but it's inevitably twisted up, you know, with some right. fucking hemostats and whatever. He came up with this really cool way. It's just this clip that goes on the bill of your hat. Kind of just Everything's like a magnetic. Clip. Yeah. And he was actually even, this I didn't expect. If you feel it, it's almost like emery board. Oh, it's sharpener. a sharpener. Well, it's a sharpener, but it also keeps this, even though it's magnetic, it keeps it, it keeps from, it from sliding. sliding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But pass that around. I mean, really nice nippers. Um, super convenient to have it like right where you know you can just reach up and grab a set of nippers. Oh, my dentist is going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, so no more biting the line. Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell you, you know, we're not being compensated. We're This is just, you know, he saw the value in saying, hey, what do you guys think? You guys typically shoot some some pretty honest opinions out there about gear that you see. Wait, Let me know what you think about it. So I'm giving it two thumbs up. I think it's pretty I totally agree. I'm going to order nice. one. Is this the first company that's taken our – like not challenge to heart but where we've said dude if you like we'll be honest but send something in and we'll you know I, it wasn't presented that way it was more of like you know the groveling begging for free product kind of approach <laughs> right um, but didn't but we then do once we established Traeger? a little bit of uh speaking yeah. you know it was like yeah you know i'll send you guys one down there and then the level to which he dove into to figure out more about who we were he actually said, hey, once you guys have looked at it, if you guys really like it, let me know. Because he knows there's more than one person at the table. And he said he'd send a few more yeah, down. Cool. So um, I, I actually happen to like it. I think yeah. it's a pretty cool rig. Yeah. And yeah. it's the lid rig magnetic nipper system. The magnetic nipper system is available. Fly shops. At, uh, at fly shops and um, adult entertainment places. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably can't afford it. And if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, but you kind of want to clue into it, lidrig.com. Um, going to so, soon to be featured at uh, the next Briss. Um, <laughs> what's a Briss? So, so we are being honest Didn't you here. take Hebrew? I didn't. wasn't good at it. Shit, bunch. We, honest, <laughs> honest review. Okay. <laughs> For us, uh-huh. saltwater guys, version 2.0 should have replaceable. Oh, the just because you know you're using blades. fluoro for docks. So you think they might get a little chipped up? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because I haven't used it to really trim right. any line yet. But I like it. No, or or maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's awful small to do replaceable. Um, yeah. What, what is the? Do you know what the price point on that is, Larry? Uh, right at eighty bucks. So seven okay. seventy five bucks. Okay. Is MSRP. Hmm. All right. And uh, you, it, it does have the optional uh, lanyard connection uh, up at the fulcrum. If There's you want a little to poker do that. on the side. Yep. See a little poker. A little I cleaning clear. needle, yeah. sharpening surface there on the on the retriever. And uh, fully mag. Oh, there's a bottle opener on the end too. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. So I mean, we've covered it all. So I like it. The bottle opener being the probably right here. most useful mm-hmm. thing that I'll I'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing for those skunk sets yeah. and skiff beers. 
Yeah, it's great. I would just be so worried to knock it off, like not realizing it's pretty it. stout though. Yeah, no, 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 no pretty... for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think, think you're only losing nowhere. that if your hat flies yeah. off and you can't find it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you could see the aggressive shake test Larry just gave this. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna pop off. Or if you've got shitty fingers like me and just fucking. Well, the fingers are pretty good. Well, for <laughs> someone like for someone like you, I would recommend the lanyard yeah, connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, appreciate you sending those down and uh, letting us take a look at them. I know when I saw it, you know, uh, Instagram post is one thing looking at it, but to hold it, feel it, mm-hmm. see it, um, I, I I see the value in it. Oh yeah, feels really high quality, like the way that it's machined and finished. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's uh, that's, that's the, the mail first barge. mail barge of twenty twenty one. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thanks a bunch, uh, Leslin. Thank you to the Drakes for keeping us on the Christmas card list. Um, Made it another year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, in my normal course of business, uh, one of my favorite jokes uh, on the job site is uh, I'm probably one of the first people. That gets taken off Christmas card lists when <laughs> when people's QC keeps failing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's nice to stay on the list. There's no spring. They're, I, it, they're polar opposite magnets. I, okay, oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's hundred yeah, percent powered by magnets. No spring needed. That's pretty cool. I had one last mm-hmm. thing to yeah to break. That's pretty pretty sharp. Indeed. Tech. Oh, fucking technology. high tech. That's elite tech That's right elite. there. <laughs> Literally elite, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Shark Tank level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, as far we as we miss anything, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mark's, Mark's our official fact, fact checker, checker, so he's yeah. like diving into it. We're making sure we're not oh, about no. to right. cut him off we, and no. move too quickly to the next. No, we're good. Some, all right. more, some more industry. So, news. all right, going around the table, I'm yeah. giving it two thumbs up. Yep. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah, all the way around. I'd yeah. probably fucking lose it, but yeah. And there's a great. couple of stickers floating around. If anybody wants a sticker, yeah, yeah. I lost one. And and that I'm gonna I'm gonna say is I don't know if it's standard or not, but the way it came out of the package, it seemed like a couple of stickers are included in the packaging, mm-hmm. and uh, just like I talked about on the Howler thing. Um, if I'm if I'm spending seventy five bucks, send me a few stickers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and to whoever during it, we were doing uh, the Instagram, um, I I was talking about you know why can't Howler throw in some stickers or whatever? And somebody's like, well, you know those shirts that you have, those are stickers on the tag. I went back and actually fact checked them. No, it wasn't. Mm. So you I lied. think blasphemy wasn't even the monkey head sticker. Wow. <laughs> Um, and, and other industry news, mm-hmm. Maverick was bought out. Yeah. What? Yeah, you mm-hmm. were telling me that the other day. To, so, to Malibu. Malibu. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bought by a ski boat company. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to stay in the same management hands or. Now, where where have they been building Mavericks? Down like Fort Pierce area or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malibu does a shit ton of uh, ski boat building, like up in South. Tennessee. Oh wow, mm-hmm. Tennessee, a lot yeah, of Tennessee lot River, of. right there in Knoxville around that area. Mm-hmm. So, so I wonder if it's brand new. They they just built a brand new facility though down there. Okay. So I don't know if they would. 
Yeah, Costa built a brand new facility here too. Yeah, it's working out yeah. great for him. Oh, that's right. It's not even done yet. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so, um, yeah, that's the Maverick. They Hughes. got Lacroid. They got Laquad. Laquad. <laughs> uh, Maverick Hughes Pathfinder Cobia. Yep. And is, is that it? Or is there one more? I feel like there's one more. Makeup. No. No. That's Bass Pro. $150 million. So yeah. speaking of speaking of fine vessels, um, it was uh, just a few days ago that, uh, well, let's back up. Um, ben and I, weeks ago. over a week, oh. uh, what, 10 days ago, whatever it was. It's like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, like um, we took a little road trip up to uh, Drake, South Carolina, and picked up uh, 1986... Hobie Power Skiff. Hobie. <laughs> Did you know that that video is like 18 minutes long? Yeah. No, I know. And I've watched all of it many times. Um, so, uh, you know, my son is uh, a freshman in high school and uh, in an effort to, you know, open up more opportunity for him and uh, share some of my love for the outdoors with him. I decided it was time to get him his first skiff and uh, I'd been looking around for anything from like a little Carolina J you know 16 to maybe an old whaler or whatever and uh, I knew that uh, the Drake boys had that uh, Hobie Power skiff that um, they had bought it originally to pull a motor off of it that they wanted to use um, early on and a couple three times I've been up to the HQ up there in South Carolina, I would always notice that the skiff was still sitting in the same place. So I'm pretty persistent. And I'd be like, so what's going on with the fucking Hobie? <laughs> well, Jordan still hadn't decided what he wants to do with it. He, he thinks he wants to do something with it. Okay, cool. It's like a year go past. Hey, man, what did Jordan ever do with the fucking power skiff? Mm, nothing. <laughs> so uh, the last time we saw... Um, Wiles, they were down here, and I was like, it was at the... Uh, Dingy Derby? Dingy Derby. And I said, so what's going on with the power skiff? He's like, you thinking about it for Wyatt? And I was like, yeah. He's like, come get it. Get out of my fucking way. <laughs> so that's when we hatched the plan that we would go up and get it. And uh, so then that left me with... Uh, at first, we thought I was going to need to get a new trailer for underneath it. But uh, Wiles went back and said, nope, trailer's actually in really good shape. So you're just going to need to get a motor for it. And uh, lo and behold, hey, one of his uh, customers decided he didn't want a Tahatsu. He wanted a um, Yamaha, but his boat already had the Tahatsu on it. So I ended up buying the Tahatsu off that guy just to you know help slick that deal out. Ben and I took a drive up, got up there, what, mid-afternoon, 2 yeah, o'clock? two, something like that. Got the motor installed with uh, a lot of help from Wilds. Um, cleaned up the thing a little bit. Switched. Uh, we brought uh, new tires and rims through on the boat trailer. Stayed the evening there in Drake. Um, Wilds' father made Jeez. some amazing venison stew. Unreal. Dude, how do you get stew that thick and rich just yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, love. 
Uh, dude, it was like I've had a lot of stew. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a huge stew guy. I'm a huge stewer, and that was the stew of stews. <laughs> so anyway, um, just a quick turnaround trip, and uh, you know the interesting thing about that boat—it's an '86, and uh, you really couldn't quite tell what color it was because mm-hmm. the level of oxidation that had occurred <laughs> and uh right after we had uh rigged up everything that we we needed to do um i said you know let's see if we can like hit it with uh some sandpaper and see if we can bust through that and see what colors under there and on the back right corner of the transom just pretty much just a day just hit it with 600 hit it with a thousand through some um Compound some compound on it, compounded it, and it was like this beautiful, like kind of a Carolina ish blue, a little darker than Carolina blue. Yeah, so uh, when we got it back, I talked Carl into letting me uh, buy some compressed air from him, and uh, Ben was nice enough to pick up some sanding discs down at the supply house down in uh, where are you from, uh, Melbourne, Rockledge, somewhere (laughs) down that way, something like that, uh, yeah, okay, so uh. You know, Ben somehow didn't show up that day, did he, Carl? No. But, uh, <laughs> Carl, real cold. Carl and I, and um, threw, I, I was wearing a big old thick Carhartt jacket mm-hmm. and boots. And what I, don't, day was I, this? I don't know what took Sunday. the, I don't know what Sunday. took the. You were uh, out of town still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you just left. Friend Fest. Yeah, you, you'd left on your Friend Fest trip. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, between the chattering of teeth and uh, the air tools, we stripped that bad boy down, and the mm-hmm. color came back, did it not? Oh, yeah. It, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that thing's dialed in. Looks I still got cool. a little work to do on propping it correctly. Yeah. Wyatt and I have had it out once, and uh, we keep running up on the rev limiter. But even running it, you know, just under the rev limiter with as much, you know, as much throttle as we can give it without, you know, mm-hmm. doing that, it's running 28. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it goes good. Yeah, so we're pretty pleased with it. Fifteen um, foot version, tiller version. Yep, tiller version. Fifteen foot. I've seen a number of them, but they were the seventeen with the center console, mm-hmm. futuristic center console sit-in thing. Yeah. So I've never seen one quite like that one, which is just two rear boxes, flat deck. You know, little casting deck up front. Yeah. Sweet. Now, Carl, I told you about the one that I found that's like up in Palm Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tiller. Yeah. It's underpowered. Yeah. It's set up as a tiller. Um, I've, I I want to show you, and I'll show you offline. We won't even talk about it here. Um, a version of a 15 Hobie that I found somebody built out in California like you, macked out. You've got to do it. Wait till you see <laughs> Super it. Macked Wait till out. you see it. I've got uh, I've got their whole build like <laughs> yeah. saved from a website. Yeah, it's it's right in your wheelhouse. There was one. There was a bigger one, the seventeen that was uh, on uh, Florida Sportsman's Project Dreamboat. Oh, really? And it was like really, really like all dolled up, painted up, and everything. I don't know if it had to come apart or if it was kind of. You know, original underneath all this fancy paint and whatever, but it it looked badass. I yeah, mean, 
it was uh, cutting edge. Well, I think it's going to be the perfect little first sandbar sled that he'll have. And, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, maybe ripping his buddies around, wake skating behind it. Who knows? But uh, it's been a fun project so far, and we really haven't done a hell, yeah. hell of a lot to it to get it where it's at, no. which is kind of nice. Yeah. Right. So uh, how's uh, how's things going uh, with uh, uh, the 69er, Winer Diner? Did some... Did some fairing, more fairing this week. That's kind of the, that's probably where we'll be for a little bit. Because I want to get it really nice and straight. Mm-hmm. A lot of those aren't, you know, they're they're okay. But I really want that one to come out really nice. Um, the stations and the the strong back came down to make room for a, another project in the back of the shop back there. So. Um, it's upside down, it's on rolling stands and it's just getting rubbed on, mm-hmm. rubbed on, rubbed on, rubbed on for, will probably be the next couple weeks. A lot of Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, uh, a couple evenings, couple evenings over the last couple weeks, the holidays, you know, everybody's been running around kind of going nuts. So, um, just got back into it. Oh, last night, same thing. Hmm. New, uh, new Instagram account floating around out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just kind of reorganizing a little bit for the tax man. Yeah, you know, and kind of keeping that stuff. I, you know, I've been busy with uh, over at Brian's shop with uh, Floyd's gifts. So, um. I've got Jameson's build going and some of the restoration stuff still. A um, couple of them there. But I've kind of not trailed off so much, but there's really only like so Only many so many in hours in a day, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, um, I'm pretty full up. Yeah. You know, which is not a bad problem. thing. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah. Not a bad thing to yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. I figure, like, you know, in, like, five and a half months, we'll go back and <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Anything else on the on the uh, skiff talk? that uh, Mark, you're, you're uh, getting pretty close to going in the hopper, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Couple couple things to work out, and she gets started. Nice. It's awesome. All spec'd out, ready. Like spring, hmm. Like this spring, probably, or like next month. Like next month. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of next month, maybe nice. pushing to March. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. I want to see that collar. Yeah, he's doing a couple special things that are. Gonna set it apart from from the others. Mm-hmm. He has a few things up his sleeve, so it's gonna be unique. Yeah, it's gonna be mine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call him custom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but other than that, no. Quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of glad to see like that, like the. 
I hate to say it like that, but kind of got to see the holidays are over, and it's just kind of yeah, kind of getting back, back into mundane just right. life like, for a little while. I mean, a little group. I like it groove. at the beginning. And then when it's happening, I'm like, oh, God. It's just it's well, so it, I think it's because it's like a hurricane. The lead up <laughs> right. is like extensive. And then the actual event, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But you know, like, okay, so, you know, for the past four, um, prior to this one, probably the last four holiday seasons, Shannon Wyatt and I kind of did the antithesis of, you know, we treated it as a two-week, let's hit the road vacation, mm-hmm. yeah. take the money you'd otherwise put into boxes and stuff under a tree, yep. and let's take the same budget and travel and go see, you know, so yeah. we did Utah, we did Colorado, we went to Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and this was the first stay-at-home Christmas that we had done um, in four years, and it was it was a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh you know, Christmas. Uh, once we got past Christmas, uh, probably one of the highlights of the um, holiday season was having you guys come over for New Year's Day. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's something we'd always missed out on. Uh, we did it in Tennessee last year when we were up there. Of course, that's kind of where my roots are from, and that's where it comes from. Being in the South, um, you know, the traditional roasted pork. With collard greens and black-eyed peas, peas. and, you know, it was just delicious, just hanging out, low-key. It was just a nice way to start the new year. So, Carl, we missed you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I missed the black-eyed peas, apparently. Oh, they were. Mm -hmm. They were something. They were good. Ours was unique. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Had how do you say do tell in French? Had a bunch of new lieutenants cook the the New Year's Eve dinner. Okay. It was a mix of Greek. Southern American, Asian. It was odd. <laughs> so it was a very worldly dinner. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I actually did um, uh, boneless leg of lamb on yeah. the Traeger for. Uh, actually, I didn't. No, I didn't do it in the Traeger. It was a little chilly. Because Christmas this year here in Florida was the coldest Christmas we'd had in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I opted out of not standing outside or, or worrying with the Traeger because I didn't want to freeze. So I ended up doing it in the oven, but I did the uh, boneless leg of lamb. But I followed the Traeger like, uh, app recipe like as mm-hmm. far as times and temperatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. That lamb was absolutely amazing. We did... So we would be up in Virginia. The brother-in-law mm-hmm. finally got his from the whole discount. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, The code and everything. Yeah, so we, we did some ribs. It's not fun grilling in the cold. Mm-mm. Going out there and... All right, it was like 46 <laughs> like, degrees. What are you talking Ted. about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, what temperature? Uh, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. It was cold. Like four Celsius. Right. <laughs> Is that accurate, Ted? 
four Celsius. Like, like, I mean, like 8C. I guess it's around there, but okay. I, mean. I, did, I took a shot in the dark. I didn't feel the same enthusiasm, right? As well, I did, you down know. It's here. the thing is when the temperature outside starts approaching the temperature on the palm of your hand from gripping your beer, <laughs> it just <laughs> ceases to be fun anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll are you, you are my, you waiting for commentary? Yeah, I mean, I'll like, give you my just, man card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll grill, we'll barbecue all the way through. Now, see, we did it in Alaska. Yeah, in the winter time when you'd get those days. That's a different kind of cold. above. Yeah, it's a dry freezing. cold. Yeah, yeah. So you'd go out there in your shorts. Right. Cold in Virginia is like a damp, wet, uh, nasty it was. cold. Yeah, it was, it was. Your towels don't dry. Right. No. No. Yeah. There was yeah. always that moisture in the air, but yeah. it wasn't snow, but it wasn't rain. I'm like. It's just gray and Screw monochromatic. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> so, no, I I hear you, but you know, unfortunately, my reality is that for five months oh, of the year go. is fucking forty degrees and below. Oh no shit! There mm-hmm. we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah, frozen tundra. I don't know if you've ever visited that place. The Yukon? The Yukon? Yeah, bro. Desolate. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful place, but desolate. But quiet. Quiet. A little little quiet out there. So, so Ted, one of your, uh, you know, probably required pastimes, because it it is such a frigid climate that you live in, you don't probably spend as much time outside, and uh, you've taken advantage of a couple of uh, April Vokey's master classes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I recently just uh, finished, found the time to finish the spade class, spade uh-huh. testing uh, uh, class that she had. And uh, I actually just um, getting into the uh, bamboo rod building just to kind of see how far down the rabbit hole that whole fucking thing goes. So, um, but I mean. S- so do you get like a certificate of well the, completion? I mean, you you have the option. No, I'm genuinely asking. Like, is there notoriety to your master class? So I I, I don't know because I'm not on the Facebook group. Apparently, there's a members Facebook group, but oh. I'm actually off Facebook, so I just have yeah. no idea about it. But um, apparently, there's a certificate that you can download that says that you completed the course. Right. I, maybe I should try to. Yeah, hang on, that on the next one. Like FFI has their so, master cast. Yeah. yeah. So is is this through her site, but a rod builder does it, or is she, so she actually through, do okay. it? Okay, she did the spay class. Uh-huh. She she, she kind of led the master class on, on spay. Um, and while, while, I mean, there's obviously far more advanced classes that could take place. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the class was kind of, I th- it's more like introduction. Introduction to, the, to and the basics of. Basics of, of spay yeah. casting. But after every module, there's like a, a question, like sort of survey. You get like three questions to validate like your learning, which actually I thought was really cool. It was like, okay, you know, at first it was a little bit tacky, but I was like, okay, let me test my fucking knowledge here. Did I actually listen and pay attention and engage mm-hmm. with content? So you can actually download your certificate after like, I completed this course. Hooray. Um, so you had that survey. Yeah. Did you do any type of recording and send it in for critique 
Um, like you mean as far as demonstrating the skills that you learned? I have learned these skills. Let me go. Okay, well, you you can do this, this, this. That's actually a really um, validation in your ability to sort of learn Mm -hmm. and um, earn or gain feedback from other people is huge, and I think probably that's from what I gather outside of, and I don't know what the Facebook group is like. But um, there's no way to be able to submit that within within her that. website. But that it's actually a really good idea and probably one of the better content engagement mm-hmm. um, type of experiences experiences that somebody could have. Because it's a limited yeah. number that's in the class, right? It's not. Well, it's not. It's not. Folks. It's not a participating class. It's like a video. Like there, it's a video set. Like it's like a video series. Go, okay. Yeah. Um, but she did have a live Q and A the other day. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was tied up with work and I couldn't. I couldn't uh, participate in it. And uh, you know, God forbid. I would have called in mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, um, it's not that easy anymore. Um, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just started actually um, diving into the bamboo rod building mm-hmm. class just to know what the the how deep the rabbit hole goes and. Uh, I am extremely impressed with the uh, production quality um, and the clarity and the way that the course has been broken down thus far. And there's no way I'm going to go down this hole for at at least a very long time in the foreseeable future. Um, Now, we have a lot of bamboo here. Can I go cut down a couple shoots and... It's Leave pa- them to dry. And- According to April Vokey's class on bam- bamboo rod building, um, no, it's no. not the right kind of bamboo. There's um, only one source yeah. of that bamboo. It yeah. comes from Southeast Asia. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's, God, what, what is the, there's a very specific name of that strain of bamboo. Ted's there, taking the class. Yeah. This is his yeah, question I, at the end you know of the module. I, I don't remember these things very Fail. well. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> no mercy, Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, I like how yeah, Carl looked yeah, me yeah, in the yeah, eye yeah, to say Ted fail. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, it would come down to water content and sugar to get. Well, well, actually, it's it's the releasing of. It's has more to do with how straight this particular yeah. bamboo oh, okay. grows yeah. and the nodes and, and the and the distance between the nodes yeah. oh, okay um but d- there's a lot huh. to li- there's a lot to unpack in that course yeah. and and i think it's broken up into about 24 25 different modules but just you know the the information in it and alone just to i i've just gotten to the point where he um the instructor uh god I, tonkin kane yeah like from the Gulf of Tonkin oh, in okay. Southeast Asia. So I've just gotten to the point in the course where they're tapering rods um, and and building the taper, and it's like just the craftsmanship that goes into mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you wonder like, fuck, in the eighteen hundreds when they were building cane rods like out of bamboo or whatever hardwood. Um, you know, getting tapers right and stuff like that, and, you know, how people did it. It's just, uh, it's really magnificent to see. Right. We have, yeah. we also have, like, modern, people have, like, modern tools and yeah. calipers yeah. and, you know what I mean? The, the, yeah, absolutely. So you think about, like, all these old tools that are, like, pre-industrial revolution right. tools right. and stuff like that. Well, it's that. like, <laughs> you know, Norm from this old house. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he chose to, when he did his renovations, he used all the old hand tools yeah. and like all the old technology. Right. But then you've got guys with, you know, Milwaukee the whole fucking set of Milwaukee uh, tool set. Tool tool sets. You're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> that do the same thing in half the time. Yeah. Oh, way better. But of the that. same quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Depends, depends on how many times I've done it. But, I mean, just like to think that, I mean, you don't split bamboo shoots and like all of a sudden that's like your rod section. Like you have, you bind, you bind these like split pieces of shoot together. Yeah. It's yeah. like a piece. Like yeah, because I'm looking at yeah. it yeah. and it's not an expensive bamboo um, shoot. So. Hang on. That's like, it, well. It probably has to be like dried and treated. And each shoot. But the process of. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Um, well, like during the break, we were talking about cork. Yeah, and there's right. different grades of cork. There's different grades of that bamboo. Mm-hmm. And like the bamboo that you would want for like a really, really high performing bamboo fly rod that you build mm-hmm. can be. Really expensive. Gotcha. So standard diameter bamboo combs for Tonkin bamboo, one shoot is four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh hell, I found it for sixty bucks on. Are you looking for? <laughs> are you looking for like poles cut in half or whatever? A fifty foot or, pole. Yeah, but I can't tell you the quality of it. Like you said, with the right. nodes and so, th- for example, in this course they talk about bamboo selection, right, and hmm. making sure that you are sourcing bamboo like that is the right. straightest, the straightest possible, um, possible, mm-hmm. and you know has like the right distance of the nodes and stuff like that, and and that in its own is is something that you really have to do go there like go to china to source it or go to southeast asia wherever they have and and source it um so i've had the opportunity to cast one how was it it's different right very slow very slow yeah you know i went out there thinking okay it's a fly rod start whipping it around Start whipping it around i'm like Holy crap. This thing doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The old gentleman's like, slow down. Takes a while to load. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I like it. But out of my price range, but. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> a masterfully delivered bamboo rod runs in the 3000 or $4,000 mm-hmm. to $5,000 range. And, and you think about the craftsmanship that goes into it, the amount of time. Um, I mean, just having watched the course that takes place. Well, you and I were talking about it during lunch today. And, like, I didn't have a concept of the amount of time that Mm -hmm. it took and the steps in the process. And once you were starting to explain Mm -hmm. it from from, – and that's to me, speaks highly of her master's class to really go into. And by the time you get to – you're not even building the rod yet, but now you're already starting to develop an appreciation for – what it takes to source it, to get it, yeah. to prepare it. Your now, the amount of time that goes into building that quality fly rod. Now I'm kind of understanding why it's a four thousand dollar rod. Right. The amount of trial and error in people probably learning that set of skills is yeah. has <laughs> got to be. I mean, it's ridiculous. But. Well, it's the difference between 
I have a, a, a painting that I've been working on for years of a bonefish. And when I'm finally finished with it, I'm still not going to be able to sell it for what Paul Puckett did to save bonefish in 10 minutes. It's the level of craftsmanship and artistic quality. Some people have it. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we we look at the craftsmanship that goes into that type of, you know, building experience, so on and so forth. But outside of that is the craftsmanship in the tools to be able to build that. And, you know... um, specific types of planes or um, types of like vices and stuff like that. Oh, that so no Milwaukee vices. or no, no, no. power. Um, you know, and, and, and there is some power that kind of goes into it, but like you, you're, you're talking about having like a custom made like 10 foot long oven that's a box specifically with balanced heat all throughout. Um, you know, that's a custom-made oven. You know, there, there, there are custom-made planes. The tools themselves, I mean, the investment in tools alone, um, based on what I could just look at and see, um, I'm estimating probably about $10,000, $12,000 at a minimum. Yeah. The rod was a Abercrombie and Fitch bamboo rod. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I don't know how old. He was an old guy. Yeah. But I don't know how old the rod actually was. It was probably in the Rod's safari like, days of making clothes for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was like, it's the same company that sells half naked dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. Where the where the washboard abs <laughs> right. on this rod? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. What do you mean you can't get anything <laughs> over a size thirty four waist? <laughs> I'm in the wrong shop. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I learned uh, something that day. Um. But apparently, like, I mean, and just, again, getting into rod building and reading about it Mm -hmm. and forums and stuff like that. And I've started following these different custom rod builders, and some of them are bamboo builders. And, you know, just the culture of it and the passion that goes into the craftsmanship is just really, it's really amazing to see people invest that time and energy into it. Um, and you know, equally as much, apparently the response out of those rods and the way that you feel fish on them is very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a far more intimate experience with the, the fish rather than composite materials where you get a lot of diluted type, uh, based on the materials that are used. So it's a lot more natural, organic. Um, one thing I've told you guys, um, Dr. Chris and I, yeah. Went on a on a bonefish trip down to Turks and Caicos, and uh, an old gentleman that uh, Chris knew, growing up, growing up, growing up in Stewart, Jay, Jay went on that trip with us, and Jay literally was bonefishing the same bonefish we were, with a bamboo rod and a Billy Pate reel that we were fishing, you know, mm-hmm. Abel and you know Sage Rod or whatever. It's like, and he was catching just as many and just as nice fish, but it was like a complete, like watching Jay hooked up to a fish was something different mm-hmm. to see versus, you know, there was no like laying the fucking, you know, wood to it. Right. You know, Jay really Finesse. pl- finessed and played that fish for a while. So it'd be interesting to know the further along you get in this class. I sent off two broken rods. They're going to come back with two new sections. It's not going to be a whole new rod. If you break a section on a bamboo rod, 
It's like, are you able to marry? Oh, like it wouldn't actually work right. out. Or are you just so, done? Right. Or are you just done? Yeah. So I think I think you're just done based on what I've heard um, or what I've read and seen. Um, so the, the the guy who's actually teaching the mm-hmm. class, his name is Bob Clay. He's out of uh, BC, um, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I was I went to his website as soon as I saw the course, just to kind of read a little bit about him. And uh, actually, I just kind of went down the rabbit hole of looking at rods and blah blah blah, and then got to the warranty and replacement section of of his rods. And basically, um, he says, like, look, if you're the original owner and your rod breaks, your rod is guaranteed for life. I will, I will repair it, um, or As blah blah blah. Right. But like, and it, and it won't cost you anything. But you know, if you feel compelled or you know nice enough, just please contribute to my retirement fund. You know, right. so I think it's like it's a good old boys club where it's like gotcha. you know, right? Just I, I'm happy to fix my work if it's defective, you know, or if you you happen to have something that breaks on it. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to make it right for you and for you to continue experiencing the build and and craftsmanship right. in my rod. Um. Which is somebody who's truly well, it's, passionate it's, about his his work and his art and people experiencing what that is. Oh, it's but whether it's art. but whether it's you know a bamboo rod or a graphite rod, raise your hand around the table. Has it ever really been a manufacturer's defect? Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> like, Mary, you you remember when when you know I, you and I first got together and like you know and showing me how to cast and the fly smoked that section of the rod blank and the rod yep, blank broke. Just, yeah, I I brought that rod blank section back over to Orvis and was like, "What the hell, man?" The guy was like, "All right, let me replace it." Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um. Yeah, it's. Yeah. You know, the rod gets dinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a manufacturing, it's no. a it's a use thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and with um, mine, the two the two six weights that broke. No man, it was me doing dumb stuff. Now very that was rarely outside the capability of that rod. Very rarely that um does it happen that like the composite, like the heating and molding and, right. and pressing process of like composite materials, like very rarely is that defective or mm-hmm. is that you know, is that is that the fault? Um, yeah, but it does it does happen, and um, you know, and, and and you look at some manufacturers that warranty their shit for life, um, and you know, others who have like ten or twenty five year warranties, and then um, you know, God bless everything that Gary Loomis has done for the industry in in, in blank technology and design and taper design and so on and so forth. But um, you know, right now I think he's designing blanks for North Fork. Mm-hmm. They only have a three month warranty on their on their blanks. You know, so um, it it kind of yeah, it kind of gets you wondering. But at the same time, why would you need? Is more North Fork than- the company that has like the they don't have cork grips that goes like all the way down. That to, is epic. Is the 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 rod company that okay. builds with like the carbon weave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that popping up. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't even look like it would feel edge. good in your hand. Edge, edge, edge. edge. Oh, Temple yeah. Fork. No, 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 no. Temple Fork is Lefty Cray. But there's a. They have a Loomis. Loomis they, is not Temple Fork. I know, but they have a Gar- Gary Loomis, the guy. Yeah. Now, stuff for oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, he has yeah. previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, edge rods, edge rods. That's it. Yeah, and I but don't like those make, just because of the grip. Yeah, they make really nice blanks, and actually, um, 
Jason Strubbs just bought a uh, he, friends with Kevin Reynolds just bought a North Fork uh, blank that was built by uh, a custom rod builder uh, a, a, a glass rod it's very very nice it, great craftsmanship and stuff like that but it's only got a three month warranty on the on the rod blank hmm. uh, yeah I'm a lifetime guy yeah I, <laughs> you're an American made <laughs> lifetime guy I need man. I'm gonna tear that shit <laughs> up <laughs> God forbid they update the technology on your rod blanks to be current and the latest and greatest, right? You know, you win some, you lose some. Now, (laughs) if you, okay, let's say something happens where those, like, guides rust or something like that. And they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. At cost, they will repair it. Okay, so the labor and the material. Mm Mm-hmm. What's, what's cost to do that? <laughs> I just said I. Okay, it's the no cost of you. the new rod. Right. No, thank <laughs> you. Yep. Anyway, the, so that would be like to me, like if so, if the the foot of your guide is starting to rust below the epoxy, mm-hmm. they're saying that that's not a manufacturer's issue; it's just wear and tear. That seems suspicious. The rod is not intended to be fished. Oh, for salt. Okay. So your components weren't. Right. I got you. Yeah. I mean, what were you fishing? Six weight? Five weight? It's all my B3s that have that problem. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you wonder then, like, Realistically, between just like uh, stainless or like whatever alloy, titanium is the way to go. You no, know, how much? How much? Corrosion how much, proof. Yeah, corrosion proof. How much is it difference wise from like materials? So like, the B three yeah. was eight ninety five. Okay, versus versus the air salt at nine ninety five. Okay, so hundred dollars, uh, a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Titanium guides. Versus like just whatever stainless mill stainless. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking ten cents. No, a bit more than that. But like a dollar, dollar twenty five a guide. Okay, so how many mm-hmm. guides? Nine guides or ten guides on a nine weight rod, um, a, a nine foot rod. Okay. Yeah. So it's about a hundred bucks. No. <laughs> a dollar like- difference per guide. So it's like oh, ten, dollar difference. A yeah, dollar difference dollars. per guide. So oh, yeah. yeah. So it's about ten dollars different in materials. But Mark, I mean, I know a guy that can replace your your, your guides. <laughs> <laughs> With that same company, if I was to buy a blank, I can get a warranty on the blank. On the blank. How ridiculous is that? But pretty not on the hardware. Yeah. So they'll replace because it's not their hardware. They're not right. making the hardware. They just make the, the you know. Yeah, they but they're the ones that assembled it. Right. They it doesn't become it. a fly rod until you have know, the components on it. I agree with you, but it, the their component and they sold a fly not, rod. They sold the fly rod with a defective component that was not their component to begin with. Because you could get them anywhere. It's just a blank. Exactly. They'll sell a blank with a warranty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I buy their rod mm-hmm. with their logo on mm-hmm. it, 
with their designation of what rod it is mm-hmm. for $895 from tip to fighting butt. That's their rod. Bumper to mm-hmm. bumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking bumper to bumper. So just because they'll sell me a fucking blank and full, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I bought your rod, yeah. but then you're going to disavow the 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 components that they fucking picked. Well, and that, that was my thing. You know, I, I reached out, hey, I've had these rods X number of years. Mm-hmm. This is the problem I'm having. And wondering if you would put these guides on those rods. We don't put new technology on old. Okay, rods. so but would they put? Would they replace with? Or they don't have the old? Guys? No, no, they have the old ones, but I would still have to pay for the labor to do it. Right. So what's the point in having the warranty? Say cost. Shipping. Yeah, but still okay. So um, <laughs> th- last summer I bought a, a loop five weight mm-hmm. rod. Okay. I broke my rod tip. Like, I, fucking user error. I had it on the paddle board, um, and the tip top was hanging off the end of the paddle board, and, uh, you know, I drifted into the dock, and the rod tip bent and mm-hmm. just snapped. I sent that rod section over to Loop. They replaced it. Got back to me in fucking, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks. Four. 60 bucks. Okay. That rod was 40 Yep. The other one is 75. Yeah. With a six month wait. Yeah, but then you also got to pay for. Or no, I mean, we're just talking like blank section and stuff mm-hmm. like that. At the same time, I also sent a rod back to Orvis because the guide, the guides at the feet were rusting mm-hmm. and it, the rust was creeping in underneath the epoxy. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. And. Which they, is essentially what I thought we were talking about with yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. They sent me back. The same rod with all new fucking guy. I, anyway, we're not going to pick apart one company right. versus right. the next, but it's just like to Larry's point, talking about, you know, this is your rod. You assembled it. You know, um, you sold it to me at this price, mm-hmm. tip top all the way to fighting butt. So, but is, let me ask, and, and this is where I'm getting lost in the conversation. Are you upset because you can see rust or the guide, the metal portion of the guide has snapped because it's rusted through. No, I, I see rust. Okay. See, like, I don't think I've got a rod that, that, I, that I can't see some kind of corrosion or rust where it goes, where it's coated. And it doesn't bother me. It bothered me at first. And then I was like, you know what? I never wash these bastards off. If it breaks, maybe I've got a fucking problem with it, but... And again, yeah, I, I the think, last time you were on the boat with me, mm-hmm. we fished over in the north end of the river. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, hey, Mark, I see a little bit of rust on your rod. Yeah. Like it's something nobody's going to notice. The only person's noticing it is you. Oh, rusty rod. Oh, rusty rod. And, and, and that's totally valid. But at the end of the day, like, you know... For some people, that's probably that's unacceptable, and especially when you're paying that a premium, premium, that that's... premium for that brand. Okay, so, but it gets back to what level do you clean that rod at the end of your day? 
no comment. Okay. So 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 the so the 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 USS Gerald Ford, I think, is probably our newest aircraft carrier. Yes. Um, how many billion or maybe trillions did it cost to produce? Hmm. Don't even know. definitely multi billion dollar boat. Um, they constantly are repainting, chipping off rust, and repainting because guess what? Saltwater is just a corrosive right. motherfucker. Yeah, you see it in the ports every yeah. time a cruise ship. So there's a guy. Yeah, and it just like you know when that rod is put together that component that gets wrapped onto that blank there's no way it's perfectly impregnated 100 no. percent, so that no moisture can get down that right. leg mm-hmm. and but it's it's done well enough so that there's absolutely zero fucking way you're going to get any of the tiny little bit of salt that gets in there flushed out right so it's going to you're going to see some type of corrosion happen and whether it's corrosion in the form of what you would commonly call rust in a rusty color or hell i've got rods i could show to you Mm -hmm. that are like not the snake guides but the uh stripping guides are like the fucking green (laughs) corrosion you know like you know i mean it's like and occasionally i'll take a um like almost like it's the brush that like you, right. know, you use to get oh, yep. yeah to to get underneath your mm-hmm. fingernails yeah and you just like scrub it a little bit um, it looks a whole lot better and you just go eh, okay nothing right. feels like it's about to break yeah. right I just want it to be pretty I know that's it I know <laughs> I'm gonna take the rod company side on this one oh yeah oh. not yeah yeah I, I just think yeah you know it's 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 too much to ask to think that we're going to fish this stuff in the saltwater environment that we do. Right. There's a complete inability, if not a lack of effort, <laughs> to <laughs> clean it in some form that you could even say would be proper. Agreed. And yep. Hell, I don't even flush my motor. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone really at this table really does. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do. Guide boats don't do it. Over in the Bahamas. Well, that's was when I asked Larry about it. Was his yeah, but they're reason. running every single day. Hmm. Yeah, but how many motors have you? Let's let's localize this to this table. How many motors have you seen Larry lose? None. Nothing I mean, to do with nothing to do with <laughs> lower end. Exactly. Yeah. Mine shot hot fire out of it once. <laughs> exactly. And you know why? Because <laughs> I freaking rinse it every time. You take care of your shit and it blows up on you. I got yelled at once or disciplined for not rinsing mine. Which is going to have to change. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm super tired, I usually give it a quick rinse. I'll hose it down. Yeah. I put that whore away dirty. Rode her hard and put her away dirty. <laughs> oh, man. This has been fun. When there were when there were less houses in the neighborhood here, uh, when I first moved in here 15 years ago, um, a lot of the ponds, um, we had little, like, I would pull out from the boat ramp 
and I would come back and just like back my and back it straight into the pond <laughs> and run it like five minutes, and then that was the way I would. But it's now, convenient. yeah, they're like, but to get the hose out and the muffs and all that, fuck that. Mine even has that little special port you just put the hose in. Right. Mm. I don't even know if it has oil right now. That Well, I would probably be on that. <laughs> no. Nah. Overrated. It's water-cooled. It's okay. you, got new, you got a new one coming. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just glancing around the table, noticing the time. Yeah. Carl looks like a bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Ben's eyes have been open more than... 10 minutes of the last 12. <laughs> um, it's pretty, so, pretty accurate. You know, we've we've got uh, yeah, coming up on three hours. Oh so I think uh, oh, yeah. we've done more than our best you effort to uh, keep you company in the cubicle What's or on your drive to work. We appreciate you hanging out with us around the old oak table, but I think we are going to uh, consider wrapping it up at this point. And... Uh, Wishing everybody a fucking stellar 2021. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. real quick, huge thank you to everyone at Friends Fest who hung out and said hi and opened up your home to me. Appreciate it. Ted, safe travels back home. Thank you very much. Canada, eh? Canada, eh? Hoping to have you guys around my home table soon. Carl. Fuck you, Carl. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. That's fine. <laughs> Mark, let's get together and fish sometime soon, all right? I got free time. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, uh, that wraps up episode 59. Thanks, everybody. Keep listening, and uh, we promise we'll try to keep you entertained. Have a good one.